This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming to you live from the traveling built for tough studio. Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Friday morning. A feel-good football Friday, the last one of the 2023 NFL season. Of course, now we are in 2024, Super Bowl 58, just a couple of days away. And we will finally see these two teams face off in Las Vegas on Sunday. Also, the Knicks making... Uh, a couple of moves yesterday to help bolster this roster. A couple of guys that we were talking about yesterday that should help out. And uh, this is going to be this is going to be a weekend that is going to be pure craziness as we started to see everybody flood in yesterday. Just as the day went on, thousands and thousands of people <clears throat> just everywhere descending on this city. For this game, good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning, G. I almost slept through the uh, the wake up alarm. Because uh, I, I thought I had on a, a, a sleep angle of it, you know, yeah. the snore angle of it. I didn't. So I woke up literally, uh, I want to say, 31 minutes ago. <laughs> the snore th- angle? Well, whatever it is, uh, the sleep angle, you know. I don't but, know. I'm not familiar with the sleep. The alarm goes off. You hit the, you hit the sleep button. You snooze, oh, snooze button. Snooze. Whatever. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Thank you. As my no food excuses. has arrived. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I yeah. slept like absolute dog crap last night well, that's too. the problem you can't really get to sleep you know what uh, i mean just horrendous so I, I i did get back to my hotel room at a reasonable hour 7 30 mm-hmm. and i figured okay I'm, I'm good to go and then i realized that you know we have to leave this hotel today so you packed so i have a meeting at nine o'clock at the other hotel yeah so i had a pack last night and then you know I, I don't know what you guys are doing because I, you have a little bit more free time than I do to get over to that hotel. Yeah. And then supposedly we're playing golf today. Not supposedly. These are plans we made together. <laughs> All right. Okay. We <laughs> yeah. are playing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So there was a lot of crap going on yesterday that I tried to catch up on. And packing and all that other stuff. So yeah, needless to say, I slept through the snooze part of the alarm. Yeah. I mean, and it happens. And we were slightly concerned. Uh, that maybe you would not be here on time or, or be here at all. And maybe you had just said, screw this. I am quitting. I've done enough this week. I've done <laughs> enough way, this week. I'll see you guys on Monday. And by the way, I, I did nothing yesterday. Relaxed uh, pretty much the entire day until our Brightling event last night, which was great. And thank you guys for coming. But um, 
you know, what you're starting packing, you're like, oh my God, I got to put this here. What do I keep out? What don't I keep out? Oh, what yeah. am I wearing tomorrow for golf? I don't want to tick off any of your TikTok followers or anybody <laughs> else followers. by, by not wear, you know, by wearing appropriate clothing as they all thought that I wore jeans the other day. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know people are just, did they just sit at home, have nothing to do? Yeah. A lot, a lot of them, not all of them. I mean, we so live work balance. So let's stay at home and not go to work unless just rip boom on, on X. <laughs> I mean, of all the things you could be ripped on, them misidentifying the clothing uh, type of your pants is not the worst thing. You know, I actually thought I looked pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean Jerry did. had the MC hammer pants. He on. did. He did have the MC hammer pants on. Um, I, I forget. So, someone uh, quoted that picture, quote tweeted that picture and said, Jerry looks like the starter. Geo looks like a fan who won a contest and Boomer looks like Boomer. <laughs> I was just like, that's pretty not, accurate. That's not so bad. <laughs> that's not so bad. Yes, I know. Uh, I know. So but, anyway, yeah. all the stuff that you're talking about logistically when yes. yesterday I just I, I, we had to my mind was, all right, let's get through the show, get through today and then I'll deal with that packing stuff is what kept me up last night. It should be a simple thing. You just you pack at a certain time. You move. You get a car. You go over to the other hotel. It's whatever. You you have a clock on you. You know what time it is. But I'm just tossing turnover. What if I need this? What do I do this? There's not enough cars. What if these guys are going? I'm just going back and forth, tossing and turning for no stupid reason at all. Well, then there's the other aspect of it, which is Monday. We're back here in this studio. That's right. Which means we have to get up even earlier to get over here in time because we'll be coming from a different place. That is correct. And yes. then after that, we are leaving. <laughs> and yep. I don't think I'm looking at guys that I'm traveling with. And I don't think any one of these guys, meaning Al or Eddie, know exactly what the hell we're doing on Monday and how we're doing it. Do you have any idea? I know we're coming back here. My plan, and I think Eddie's as well, is to show up here for the warm-up show by 5 a.m. Uh, New York time with yeah. our bags intact, and okay. we're going to walk right from here uh, and then yeah. somehow get to the you plane. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you because I, I thought you were going to say, I'll get to it when I get to it. No. Because what ends up happening when you get to it, then all of a sudden that's when you start jamming up timing. And we can't be jammed up. No, I know this is going to be running like that final oil machine. Man. Yes. Oh, it can't be jammed up too because it's going to be eight gazillion flights that are happening on Monday morning. Yes. So when we got to get out, we got to get out. You know, the only good news about a West Coast Super Bowl, which this is, is that people like to leave after the Super Bowl. They'd rather go home than stay here. Like so leave would, right after the game. Right. Say, so yeah. I would say there's got to be at least 50% of the airplanes that are here are probably going to leave on Sunday night. Yeah. I mean, the game will be over after seven o'clock local time, right? Right around They'll there. They'll just be jammed up on the, uh, on the tarmac trying to get out. Ugh. Which happened to, to not to you because you weren't on that particular flight, but I, Eddie was telling me this story yesterday. I don't think I ever knew this, this true, this, this story in the way that it happened, but you guys were on the tarmac on a plane for six hours waiting <laughs> to take off. Yeah, the, the wait on the tarmac after the Pacquiao Mayweather was longer than the flight. I mean, that is, that's pure panic spot and, and there. And Boomer, in a, the, one of his best moves of all time, bailed on our flight and got on somebody else's flight oh, nice. and was good to go. Well, I, for some reason, uh, the flight that was being operated and put together by Craig, very nice. But I knew that there was going to be issues somewhere along the line, because there always is. I told you, I had me hopping over Las Vegas Boulevard and the medians at like one in the morning. I don't know what the hell I was doing, 
But I said, you know what? I think I'm going to go home earlier if I can. And I was sure enough, I was invited on an earlier flight. But even that flight, while we were supposed to leave at seven in the morning, I don't think we took off until 845. And the reason for that was because of the amount of planes that were sitting on the tarmac and how they had them all parked in together. And they had to move like three planes before the plane that we were leaving on could actually get out of the maze of probably a thousand private jets for that Mayweather-Pacquiao fight that were there. Yeah, and there's probably going to be more for this Super Bowl, right? Wouldn't you think? Yeah, I would think, you know, at least there's a couple of airports that, you know, that are now a little bit more serviceable in and around the area, which will take some of the load off of Harry Reid International Airport. Uh-huh. Some of the load off of Harry Reid. Yes. Let's take it off. Uh, but yes, this is going to be chaos. And you started to see it yesterday. I mean, I, I thought Monday through Wednesday, everything was very quiet around here. Last night, Eddie and I walking back from the Breitling event, you could just you could just feel just like people coming out of the ground, dropping yes. out of the sky and spilling out of hotel windows. Today will be worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed today will be worse. And I mean, this is, you know, I'm just trying to think. I, I think this is a great Super Bowl city. I really do. Because there's a million things to do, whether we're playing golf, whether we're hiking, whether we're shopping or whether you're going to a show or going to the sphere like you and Gina did yesterday. The sphere. I mean, just kind of, you know, when you take into account everything that is going on, how close the stadium is to where we are right now in the middle of the strip. I mean, it, this reminds me a little bit of the like the Indianapolis uh, Super Bowl, but without the with the gambling, you know, with all the restaurants and everything. Remember, and the hookers. I, What's that? And the hookers also. Well, yeah. Okay. That's good. <laughs> there were hookers in Indianapolis too. Lots of them. Al? Al? I don't recall seeing hookers in Indianapolis. I don't either. I, don't. I think they're more comfortable being out and about here in Vegas. Oh, yeah. This oh, is, this, this, they're indigenous to this, this area, are they not? <laughs> <laughs> this didn't like Americo Vespucci come over here and find hookers in Nevada just right off the, <laughs> started to house themselves. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> but it, uh, but, the, but the point being is that, look, it's a great city for this. It really is. I mean, we all know that you could feel it. Yeah. I mean, and like I say, the reason it reminds it actually reminds me a little bit of New Orleans. Okay. New Orleans had the same type of feel. Indianapolis, if you remember that Super Bowl, it's a beautiful week. It's in the fifties, forties or fifties. And you could walk literally everywhere you wanted to walk to. That was a part of like the Super Bowl experience. And I think I think that's kind of how this feels. It's just that 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 Las Vegas Boulevard becomes a nightmare with traffic. Oh my God. I know. And then coming back from golf, Jerry and I yesterday, it was traffic on the on the interstate too. Did you play in. what penitentiary oh, golf, I, dude? Where was it? It's a place called Desert Pines that was dropped in the middle of squalor. <laughs> like I, I, I don't know how this place is still there. Did they have sliders? <laughs> no, they didn't have sliders. <laughs> they had walkers, like zombies, <laughs> crack zombies. Uh, it was crazy. It was, uh, I, there was one point, so right outside of the place, there was like there were people who lived in tents that were just right outside the golf oh, course. they had their own tent city here. Yeah. Well, it's better than living at the airport, I think. Uh, I, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, then we pull in there and it's just, there's uh, walls and barbed wire fence around the entire course because they don't want whatever tents they don't want, they, they don't want on the, the golf course they don't, yeah, they don't want the tent people to to move in now is this a is a public course uh, yeah it's a public course and but just one of these things one of these bait and switch situations 
I feel like, I mean, thank God that I did not grow up in like the, the, the dating app world because I feel like this would happen all the time. We're online. Something looks great. You Google this Desert Pines thing. It looks wonderful. As Stephen Waldron was, uh, that was originally the place that we were going to play again today. And he was like, oh, I looked it up, man. It's, it's great. It's a Pete Dye course. It's got all the water. It's got all the elevation. I'm like, it really looks great online. It's, it's a top five course. And you show up there and it is just pure, just bottom of the barrel syringe bottle can <laughs> stuff i mean i just so i hit hit a drive left it's a tight fairway hit a drive left and i i see it's like goes right next to the highway and then i'm just like i'm not going over there and looking dressed like oh I'll give it a walk I mean, why not you know we got time you know there's people in front of us he goes over there comes back he goes no ball bottles can syringes I was like, oh, <laughs> bottles can syringes <laughs> wow i'll tell you why you're really becoming uppity man you got to go to uh, now no no, no, no. no. Okay. Don't, don't do that to me. I know that you're busting balls, but I love myself a West Sayville public golf course in Suffolk County run by Suffolk County in the park system is awesome. And I played there 10 million times last year. This was different. This was, and the course was fine once you were in, you know, the con, the friendly confines of the barbed wire. It was okay, but it was just, it just felt creepy. You know, it just felt like on the other side of that wall. What's the name of it? Desert Pines. You should call it like Desert Penitentiary. (laughs) They should call it. Like I've never, I've never been. Have you ever played a golf course that had barbed wire around the whole thing? No. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's just a new, it was a new experience for all of us. And we got teamed up with this German couple where the the uh, woman I'll feel the same. Yeah, no, that's yeah. basically would you like to join us? That's <laughs> because we were two two sons were waiting on a foursome. Yeah. Would you like to play together? Uh so yeah, it was uh and she was a teaching pro and and this husband, I mean it, 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 I'd never seen a display of of uh you know getting someone getting emasculated as badly as what was going on with this. She was out driving him. She was like, par, par, birdie. He's all over the place. He's in the bottles and the syringes trying to knock the ball back in. And she's just like, you know, keep your head down. <laughs> Don't swing so violently. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was, it was tough. These people came from Germany thinking that they were playing on this world did golf course. Right. Probably did the same, and they, they're like on a golf trip. So they, they flew up to, uh, San Francisco, played a bunch of courses up there and have, have driven down through California now into Las Vegas to play all these golf courses. They probably did the same thing. Like what we did, we Googled it. This is going to be great. <laughs> Show up there. And, it was, and then I, and I decided to, it's like the difference between the day before and, and then yesterday where I, I see the, it's like a bunch of traffic coming back to the wind from there. So I'm like, I'm not. I like getting the 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 nice uh, Uber. When I'm become an Uber snob, I will say right, that. Okay. So I like get the nice Uber. So then I'm like, oh man, that's like the price difference is like ridiculous, and it's just Jerry and I, so it's just two. So I was like, I'll just get the regular Uber XL. This guy shows up in a Toyota Highlander that looked like it had just gotten to an accident, <laughs> like. Like it was the front end was like smoking. <laughs> he pulls up into desert penitentiary right. to pick Jerry and I up. I pops the. I I wanted to ask like, did this just happen? Because he also it also said like he was going to be there in four minutes. Then it jumped up to ten minutes. I think it just happened the accident. And then so we're getting driven back. Meanwhile, you know the day before. 
you know, we were we were carried out and people were fanning us as we were leave, <laughs> leaving the place, throwing us fresh fruit as we were. So you've had the, uh, you've had the full experience for sure. Yeah. So overall, I mean, your trip here to Vegas has been awesome. Okay. I, I, no, this and I haven't done as much. You know, I've stayed basically at the win, but when we've played golf a few times, but I, everything is close. It's been great. I really enjoyed the energy walking down to Caesars or walking from Caesars at nighttime and everybody around. I joke around about all the people, but I think this is a, a great host city. I think the stigma of it being a place that NFL players can't handle because, you know, they're going to get in trouble. I, I, we haven't seen a thing this week about any of that. No, I, but, but then again, like when I'm not sure what they can and cannot do, you know, running into like Trevor Lawrence last night who shows up. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better representative of your league. Yeah. I mean, the kid is unbelievable. I, I could not, by the way, I, this is the first time I had met him in person. I could not believe how big he was. I am really, really tall. Holy, I mean, but built like a freaking, uh, you know, like a Mack truck. Yeah. It does help offset his feminine facial features, you know? <laughs> the fact that he's that thick and big. Because yeah. it kind of has... So this is what you guys were discussing after you met him? No, no, no. I just brought I just brought that up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, was I, not, I don't, don't want to lump, like... lump them in, but that's what I was thinking to myself. It's like, man, is a big, strong, tall guy. And and the fact that he kind of looks like a woman, I'm not thinking about as much when I see him in person. Yeah. That was just what my brain was thinking. I'm not the only one that he's got the long hair and he's pretty. What do you want me to say? Yeah, and there's that. A couple of years ago, I think when he was still at Clemson, there was that photo comparison between him and a, and a girl. They looked like right. almost identical. I mean, this is in no way trying to knock him. He just has a, a, a clean, very clean, feminine face with beautiful long blonde hair. All right. So he's six foot five, 240 pounds of yeah. freaking muscle with a lady face. Oh, now he has a lady face. <laughs> He's a tremendously good-looking man. Yes. But he's pretty. You know what I'm saying? He's not like gruff man face. He's pretty. What was his uh, nickname in college? Was what? Sunshine? Sunshine. Sunshine, yeah. Sunshine, yeah. Yeah, well, I, he was kind of like a ray of sunshine last night. Yeah. No, he certainly was. He's one of those guys that had an aura about him, you know? Aura spot. Yeah, I'm just thinking that, I mean, I don't know. It's just like you guys standing there. You're a part of it. It's great. You're having a good time. But, of course... There always has to be something where you are looking at people. You have this. I, I could just imagine guys all sitting over there drinking a champagne going, yeah, he's got a lady face. <laughs> I, 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 well, what I said last night was yeah. I, I, I felt like we were your like the step kids that you were ashamed of that had to come to this event. And like the NFL Today crew was the family you were proud of. And like you gave us a talking to before, like just I, shut up. No, right? I, don't I, make any noise. Did I do that? <laughs> did I do any of that? See, again, this is the perception or your, I don't know what it is with you. I don't know why you would think that. It, cause, but it's because of our presence. Like it just, we're in the mm -hmm. corner. Did I, did I, did I, you didn't do anything no, wrong. Don't no. take this personally. I'm not saying don't take you, it personally. What, no, how am I supposed to take no, it? We're knocking ourselves. Yeah. We're not knocking you. You didn't do anything to make us feel like that. It was just the energy in the room. Big money is in there. And then we're in, you know, huddled up in the corner eating these pigs in a blanket <laughs> as if we were having like, you know, the top French restaurant food of all time. By the way, yeah, the best pigs in a blanket I've ever had. 
that's A. But wherever the activity was centered, we were on the periphery. Like wherever it moved, we just felt naturally to move to the periphery. Yeah, we were in the back. Time out. I saw you face to face. I want to say with was it Coach Cower or Phil Sims? Phil. Well, that was because Phil, you know, brought me over and wanted to have some fun and make fun. And Phil knows me for years. Okay, all right. So that was Phil. Yeah. But he's right. We were in the back in the beginning, in the back of the store, and all the celebs. Well, you guys got there like 45 minutes early or something. We didn't want to be late. Yeah, I know. I understand that. So we were in the back when the celebrities were in the front. Then when you guys were going to do like your, your kind of chalk talk and the celebrities started moving to the back, we were, Gio said, I think it's time for us to move to the other side. Like, <laughs> just had a feel. It was just an unspoken thing. And like, I'm trying to say, you didn't do anything to make us feel like that. It's just, it's just, that's how we feel. You know? It's just Wait a like, how, how did I introduce you to everybody there? I, the, in, a, in an amazing way. This is my radio partner, Gio. We've had a great week. You did everything to a T what a professional would do. It's just that us in that room together have this feeling of let's not screw this up. Let's get out of here so dad doesn't hate us and let's go back to the hotel. And by the way, I think Jerry was wearing those same uh, MC Hammer pants again last night. I, that was a little, I, I noticed those pants. I'm like, Jerry, you got to. Remember how Drew Barrymore told you yesterday yeah. that your jeans don't fit you right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, which is crazy because these are, I mean, this is my waist size and everything. I just, my, my ass has gotten so flat that it's just, I would have to have some real nut huggers to have my ass pop <laughs> through the back of my pants. I think that's what she's expecting the next time she sees you. <laughs> just want to see that. I'm telling you right now, I don't think that would be a good look for me. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know. And then, Not a good you know, look. And then... Of course, C.J. Mosley shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I remember what I said to him? I said, he goes, oh, it's nice to meet you. I said, no, this is not the first time we've met. I, I saw you in training camp. We interviewed you when everything was great. <laughs> he goes, yeah, it was a good 10 minutes. How about, how, how, how about, uh, how about Woody Johnson's uh, comments? Yeah, we didn't have a backup. We need a backup quarterback. We didn't have one last year. Yeah, it's great. I and loved he, it. And he's really mad. And this is our year. Basically saying if 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 not, he's going to be looking for somebody else to come in and run the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I would hope so. If they're I mean, another I, it, massive yeah. failure, but it's like every time around this time, because I guess you know, obviously Woody's out here, and I don't know where they were in terms of where the media could get to him. Yeah, um, do you know where it was? Yeah, he was on the red carpet of the NFL honors. Oh, okay. oh he was that there last night. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, he doesn't answer a lot of questions to the media, Woody Johnson. Right, you don't see a lot of That's what I'm saying. So he he ended up running into yeah some media there and took took I mean took an axe <laughs> to Zach Wilson. Oh yeah, yeah, hacked him up in front of everybody. He hacked him up in front of everybody. Zach Wilson right. sucks. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, we have a lot to get to, including Jerry's first update. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network live from Blue Wire Studios here at Win Las Vegas. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network. Back at the Blue Wire Studios once again here at Win Las Vegas. Jerry Recco right to my left, and he's got sports. What's up, Jerry? Uh, we're brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. I'd like to clear something up yeah. quickly. What is your fascination with my pants? <laughs> Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> because the idea that I wore the same pants last night that I wore to play golf Tuesday, uh, this is no disrespect, he admitted this. Al showed up for nine days with two pairs of pants. Yeah, I know. I have six pairs. I did not wear the same <laughs> pants last night as I did to play golf on Tuesday. The The golf pants I wore Tuesday were golf pants. Those were black jeans last night. Oh, okay. I don't know. They looked like MC Hammer pants. No, they don't. No, you. Off. You're an ass. That's I mean, not true. By, by the That's way. That's not true. Now, I, I, did not, I, will, I did not initially call your golf pants MC well, Hammer pants. He Which did. they're not. The he wind did. was blowing. And yes, they might be. The wind was blowing and they are my fat pants. That is true. I bought them a size extra because my weight goes up and down. The jeans last night, there's nothing wrong with those. I couldn't tell. Unless you're getting old and blind. Well, no, well, listen, it was a little, like, you know, a lot of people there. Yeah, a lot of people there. I yeah. saw you was with those black pants and they looked Wrong like they were pants. oversized. No, they were not. Matter of fact, those were tight on me. They were? Yes. All right, good for you, Okay. <laughs> Hey, good for you. Hey, hey good, good, for you. good for you. <laughs> yes. That's great. I All I know is those MC Hammer pants. They were not go. MC Hammer pants. Knock it off. I, we got, listen, Eddie's pants barely cover his ass cheeks. He's got two pair. And you're coming at me. You're doing, you're doing, you're doing not, a Kobe thing right now. Uh, yes, you're doing the Kobe yeah, thing. Yes, you are. Right yeah, like, hey, what's the big deal, Shaq? Yeah, that's exactly right. right. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes I mean, hey, whataboutism hey, is accurate. Eddie, so has, take that not, Eddie has not been brought into this. This started with Gio <laughs> calling your pants empty hammer what, pants. What your fascination with my pants are. I will say, and and I came up with MC Hammer pants after Boomer said, did you see how wide the pant leg is with Jerry's pants? I was like, yes, like MC Hammer pants. In, when you were like teeing up on one of these elevated tee boxes and the wind came through, you could hear like a put your pants like kind of was like a flag. You know, that's that's what yeah, it was. A little bit of an exaggeration, but they are big. I I do agree that they're a little bit big. So Last night, right. not true. It was like one of those looks we weren't. I just like looked at each other. Like you seeing this? These yeah. pants sound like a, like a flying those, American those flag. Pants are too long. I just told you they're a size they're too big. To, yes, to be comfortable to play. We all don't spray paint our pants on like you do where you want to have your ass look like you're wearing latex. And, and the bulge, of course. That too. Just how you characterize my pants, yes. I think you were saying it in a negative tone. I'm no. not all upset. If that you, you can wear it, wear it. I'm just saying. I, all right. Here's Boomer. Here's his ass. They just, they just looked like same pair of pants. That's Not all. the same pair of pants. 
I actually brought more than two. Okay. Yeah. All right. And Al, you only brought two pair of pants? I did. I wore my blue jeans Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday till Thursday night. Black jeans Thursday night. I didn't want to ruin them for your event. Now you'll see these black jeans for the next few days. Okay. And, and just about, real quick, yeah. what happened to those blue jeans at uh, 5 a.m. on Monday morning? Uh, I spilled coffee on the five. <laughs> <laughs> Did not get washed. So you're okay with wearing dirty <laughs> pants like that? Yeah, well, jeans, I feel like you can wear over and over and over and over again. And then the head of uh, Breitling last night. Yes. He, uh, with his, his very elegant French accent, because he would listen to the show and listen to the, the air oh, chat. Yeah. When he comes and meets us, he goes, uh, which one uh, switch it to the black jeans? <laughs> <laughs> It was great. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, here we go. Let's uh, start with the Knicks last night, who basically, I mean, they were a mash unit and they struggled with the Mavericks. Top it ends up on Doncic. Gets it right back. Six to shoot. Doncic. Three pointer. Down. Luca with the mean mug on his way back. That was Brian Anderson on TNT, yeah, part of Luka Doncic's 39 points, 11 assist performance. Mavericks beat the Knicks 122-108, but you had no Jalen Brunson, no OG Ananobi, no Julius Randle, and Ananobi had surgery. Hartenstein leaves at halftime because he's got an Achilles issue, uh, so the Knicks don't win last night. Kyrie Irving had 16. Here's Dante DiVincenzo. He had a good game. He had 36, but at the end of the day, they lost the game. It's cool. We, we lost tonight, so it doesn't mean anything to me. But, you know, it's cool to put the ball in the, in the hole, but um, it's better when we have everybody back and, um, and that ball is moving around and everybody ends up with, you know, 15 or 20. Now, they, they did have Josh Hart in this game. Um, this is not from last night, but this goes to the conversation we had yesterday. And we played the clip of Tiki. And you guys have talked about Tibbs' reputation about playing his guys a lot. This was Hart on the Roommates podcast. I don't know who the host is. I'll have to look into it. But this Roommates podcast, they asked him about um, the amount of playing time he is getting. And this, I mean, certainly backs Tiki's point, which you guys always say. I'm not going to lie. I'd be, I mean, I'd, be, I'd be fucking running. I'd be tired. How many minutes you play last night? <laughs> 42. Jeez. You play like 45. Tis played me 40 again. Boy. You're not <laughs> we go box. Here comes the complaining. And, um, <laughs> we go yeah, box. He's going to get 25. He's going to complain again. That's Jalen Brunson. I believe that's with him there in that yeah, podcast. It's, it's kind of interesting. You know, um, back in the 80s and 90s when, you know, Magic and Larry and those guys roamed the hardwood of the NBA, nobody ever complained about playing time. No. It's, it, you know what? It's now it's ingrained in the players' heads. Yeah, so this is a podcast that they just launched yesterday. Oh, you're kidding. It's called Roommates. Yeah. And it's Brunson and Hart's new podcast. So, so it's actually, he weren't a guest. That's their deal. That is their right. podcast. So they just basically ripped into Tibbs. Yeah, first podcast. Let's yeah. just fillet the coach in front of everybody. <laughs> awesome. I think it was interesting. Here was um, here was uh, Tibbs pregame. So uh, the Knicks do acquire Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks from the Pistons. Here was his take. Alec, we're familiar with because he's been here. We know what a great fit he is for us. Bojan, we, we've we gone against him for quite a bit. I think gives us added depth. The shooting piece is really important for us. Yeah, and they need to get healthy. We yeah, mentioned Boyan, he's also a guy that has started like 412 of oh, 413 yeah. games he's played. Yeah. Wait till Tibbs gets a hold of him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just wondering, you add guys and you need guys right now because of injuries. When they're all healthy, right? Yeah. How many? How many guys will see the court? <clears throat> Eight. 
Eight or nine. Eight or no, nine. No more than nine. <clears throat> but, I mean, these guys, I, and I believe that the three-point shooting, as he said, in the postseason, uh, and that shooting piece, as he calls it, is very important with these two guys. And, you know, it's funny because Evan Fournier is finally gone, so farewell, Evan Fournier. But he was a guy, and we know he's slow. We know he doesn't play defense. But when they've complained about not having three-point shooting last couple years. one at the end of the bench. <laughs> this guy just sitting there making $70 million. Which is unbelievable. And now he's in this deal to bring these guys here to try to get that three-point shooting. But also, hopefully, you know, a little bit quicker, more defense, and all the things that Tibbs likes. I, you know, obviously, Alec Burks knows it, knows what's going on, probably knows what's expected of him coming off the bench. What will be interesting will be Bogdanovich and whether or not he is going to be accepting of another role. And I, I he's not some sort of superstar. No, you know, I know that, fun. but how many minutes was he playing? I'm he not sure. Be, he had to be playing north of 35 minutes. He's having his best year, right? Isn't he having his best year ever in terms of shooting and points? He's having a good year, yes. I don't know if it's best ever, but he's definitely having a very, very good year. Uh... Yes, averaging, he's averaging twenty points a game. Yeah, but I'm seeing minutes. I'm seeing thirty-two. You think he? I mean, when they are totally healthy, he getting thirty-two minutes. I would say more in the twenty to twenty-four minute range. Right. I would think. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you get traded to another team that wants you in a role that maybe you're not familiar with, but you're going to have to get used to when everybody's healthy. <clears throat> now, the good news is, I also saw where they were talking about. Maybe Julius Randle's two weeks away. Great. That would be great because, you know, the three games now prior to the All-Star break. And I, who knows? Maybe they're all healthy. Well, I don't think, I don't think Ananobi will be healthy simply because he had surgery on bone yeah, spurs. Three weeks. Three weeks for Minimum him. three weeks. Yeah, he'll be reevaluated. So we shall we shall see. Uh, just quickly, the Nets lost to the Cavs. They did. Uh, the Nets did trade uh, Spencer Dinwiddie to the Raptors for Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young, and they traded Royce O'Neal to the Suns uh, for Bates Diop and Goodwin and a couple <clears> of <throat> second round picks. Uh, I will get to next hour. I got a lot of NFL sound. We'll get to. We got Lamar Jackson won the MVP. We'll give you all the uh, other honors as well. We got the Hall of Fame stuff with Peppers, Freeney, Willis, Johnson, Hester, and then McMichael and Gardashar. I say his name, Gardashar. No, Grandashar. Grandashar. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, He's going in. You've also, I'm sorry, quickly, uh, we got Woody Johnson sound, which yes. we'll get to next yeah. hour as well. He spoke to ESPN. It's some interesting things to say. It looks like Wink Martindale going to Michigan to be their new defensive coordinator. That came down uh, a little while ago. Mike Zimmer likely to the Cowboys. The Islanders beat the Lightning 6-2, to two, nice. and you had the Devils. Yeah, uh, very good for I'm them. I'm just telling you, all these teams are all like the Islanders yeah. and the Devils. I mean, they're beating good teams, just like the Rangers are out of the break. That means that outdoor series is going to be very, very unique with four really good teams. De Devils lost last night. Ah. Flames beat them. <laughs> Flames beat the Devils. Yeah, they did five to three. You got the Rangers in Chicago tonight against the Blackhawks. <clears throat> hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. On the fans, 
CBS Sports Network. <clears throat> Just saw the Drew Barrymore twerking segment on uh, CBS Sports Network from yesterday when it aired. <clears throat> uh, by the way, what was a couple weeks ago? I think it was a few weeks ago. This story comes out. It's terrible that all the SI employees are fired. They fi- they filed for like real the, the bankruptcy where like shut the doors, lights are off, no more water. See you later. And all these people got fired. It was terrible. It's like out of nowhere that this this had happened. And I remember there's you know a few people I knew work for SI, including the great Jimmy Trainer who does the SI Media Podcast, and he's still you know doing that media podcast as far as I know. And it still has SI Media Podcast. And then yesterday you find out that Brittany Mahomes is named like SI Swimsuit Rookie of the Year. Now did they go out of business or did they not go out of business? I, I guess they have not gone out of business now. I saw a, a photo that I had never even th- saw of Brittany Holmes before last night when the story came out. Yeah, yeah. And she's kind of laying on the top on, on the front of a boat in a bikini. Yeah. I I would say I, I see now why she's going to be, you know, one of the... Oh, oh, oh. I, I, I've never seen her like that. Well, she's super into fitness. I know that. Yes. She's like a, a really, really keeps herself in tip-top shape. But yeah. I mean, I'm not knocking her being in the thing. I'm just confused. I, I mean, I should text Jimmy Train and be like, "Did they fire you or not? What's going on? Did the thing did the thing collapse or did it not collapse?" And then you're dropping uh, Brittany Mahomes, and that's got to piss off some of the people over there too. Like, you know, I was a loyal employee for X amount of years, and now you're keeping this thing together just to pop Patrick Mahomes' wife out there in a bikini on a boat. That's yeah, all well, we're doing. I, now. I, I, you that's know, all we're doing. Listen, let me tell you I'm that. A journalist. Helps. I mean, now I now you see multiple pictures of of her in the bikini, and it's like, okay, I yeah. see it. I could definitely get it. You know, she fits the bill, I guess. I got some scuttlebutt on her yesterday. Mm. Now, why would you get scuttlebutt on her? Don't ask me how. Okay, but I got scuttlebutt. Was this at the uh, the penitentiary golf club? <laughs> no, it was not. It was not the penitentiary golf club. But Brittany Mahomes makes her hairdresser. Sign an NDA. Interesting. No. By the way, I, I kind of yeah. respect it, to be honest with you, but it goes against everything that she is, like, publicly. She puts herself out there all over the place, you know, and her and Jackson Mahomes and TikTok and Taylor and, and everywhere. SI swimsuit. Yes. So for whatever reason, like, I guess, you know, when she has a hairdresser, she says, whatever I tell you, if you say any of this, I'm going to sue your ass. I got a little scuttlebutt yesterday about Patrick Holmes. Wow. Oh, did you? Yes. This, this is this is our show. I get the scuttlebutt about Brittany Mahomes. You get the scuttlebutt about the actual quarterback. Exactly. I mean, it's pretty good stuff, too. I mean, it's smart, whoever his marketing agent is. Yeah. Because uh, I was told, that, and, and I do believe that this is still the case, and it is accurate information, um, that when Patrick went out to Kansas City, and I, I don't know if it was after the first year that he was there or maybe the second year he was there, he signed a deal with a company out in Kansas City. It's a very well-known company. I'm not going to say which company it is because I just, I, it sounds to me like it is totally 100% accurate that the bonus that he has in his endorsement contract with said company is that if he gets his team to the Super Bowl, they have to buy his family a suite at the Super Bowl. Mm. How about that? How about that? Now that is a smart marketing agent. Very, Very much so. I, but I think they also got him 
prior to him hitting superstardom, which is where he is right now. Yep. So I think overall, they probably pay less money for his endorsement services than they probably be than they probably should. But the fact that he's been in what? How many Super Bowls now? Four out of the last five? Yep, this is four, number four. So that, those bonuses, I believe, had kicked in for each of these Super Bowls. Wow. And the, these suites and these tickets are more expensive than ever. They are breaking records. And the smaller stadium uh, here in Vegas is also leading to that. I believe I saw the latest get-in-the-door price was $7,800 for a Which Super Bowl. Which is really unfortunate because the real hardcore NFL fan can't get here. Well, Al will, part of it. Al will represent the real hardcore NFL fan in that building with That's his right. ticket. You know, nobody says hardcore NFL fan like him. All right, so let me ask you this question. Since we are talking about you guys going to the game and it's all good, I'm, you know, supplying the tickets. Um, Which we didn't ask for, by the way. No, I know. I we, know. It's very generous. We're very appreciative. But you know it's not like we, I figured this is probably going to be the last Super Bowl that I cover. So I figured I wanted to go out. In a bang with a bang, you yeah. know, it's and have a good time and have you guys enjoy part of that. Yeah, of course, and so, we we and we love that. All right, so here's the question: how how much do you think a beer at the stadium is going to cost on Sunday? And will Al buy beers for everybody <laughs> since he's actually going to the game for free? Um, I <laughs> good question. Are we talking uh, a twenty ounce, uh, twenty four ounce? What are we talking? Sixteen right. ounce? I'm not. I'm not. You guys may be sitting in a club section. I'm not really sure where you're sitting. I mean, I know you have good tickets, I believe, but I don't think there's a bad ticket in this stadium because it is kind of intimate in the way that they built it. So I think you're going to be good. But the question really comes down to, since it's not costing you a penny to go into the game. Yeah, I would buy a round of beers for sure. <clears throat> Are you going to have a beer at the game? I might. Yeah. I hope it's a souvenir cup. <laughs> you got to carry that thing around the rest of the day. But, but I, a, I, I would say for a round for four people, I would say it would be with tip, probably a little over 100, I would guess. That's that's reasonable for a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. 100 bucks of beers. And that's it? Like no food, no nothing? Oh, no, we haven't even gone there yet. But yeah, okay. I would guess it for one round of drinks. A little over a hundred with tip. Yeah, I feel I, like have you guys discussed like how no, this is no, going to go down. It's no. just going to let it happen naturally. Yeah, well, it'll evolve. You're going to just stand there looking at each other like, yeah. who's paying? Like, who, who reaches yeah, for the wallet? Splitting checks, are you? No, no, no. no, no split no, no. this a couple ways. <laughs> no, no. It'll be, it'll be fine. I think we're probably going to eat before we get get there, right? Don't you think? Like, you don't want to be like having to wait on a line. Yeah, we're little, starving in there. Lunch spot, and then walk over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, 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 you know, if you really do in in depth studying for this, there may be an app that you can download where you don't have to stand in line. Ooh, uh, yeah, but then it'll probably take them like six hours to bring it to you. <clears throat> That's even more frustrating. See this negative. Well, I'm just telling you, hey, this whole pessimistic negative. It's going to be busy. Have. It's the Super Bowl, man. I actually prefer. Why to- is it any more busy than a Raiders game? Uh. I guess, yeah, true. But I mean, it's still, it's a, it's a, a sold-out football game. Things are not exactly convenient, you know? It's, it's lines and bathroom lines and stuff like that. It's just, it's difficult. But that's why I think I'm just going to sit in that seat and not move the entire time. Okay. Yep. And then I'll, I'll have my uh, my sports diaper on, so I'll be able to, to pee in that. <laughs> you're yeah. going to wear your sports diaper. My man, look at these guys. <clears throat> Tremendous. Yes. Are these guys going to bed or what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 they've been up. No, they're done. They're done. All right. That Danny go. Amendola? Yeah, it, it is. is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, holy crap. 
It's hard. You want to come in? Yeah, come on in. Come on in. Come on in, Danny. Danny Amendola, why not? Yeah. I've spotted everybody out here, Yes, man. you have. I have spotted absolutely everybody. No. Hey. This ought to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, we're blowing right through the break. What's up, Danny? I'm sorry to recognize you right away. Oh, good to meet you, man. Yeah, how you doing, nice Danny? to meet you. Danny, how you doing, Gio's Great boomer. to see you, man. What's going on, guys? Oh, Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Did you hear what he said? No, what did he say? Legend. Legend? Yes. Legend. Wow. You that played is... with the legend. Yeah, exactly. He's man. the man. Yes. yes. How's uh, how's the night going <clears throat> so far? What's that? How's the night going? It's good. It was chill, really. Just uh, I live here, so... Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I kind of escaped the madness as much as possible, and then... Uh, Tonight was good though. It was trying to win some money, playing with some old friends, a bunch of NFL guys running through. So it was good to nice. It was good to get on the tables a little bit. And what is the what is the deal with the active NFL player? Can they go to the casinos now? Yeah, they can go. You can't go in a sports book. That's so, the only thing they can't. do. Yeah, you can't go in a sports book. Obviously, integrity of the game. You gotta you gotta focus on obviously not, um, you know you know putting that in in jeopardy. And then uh, blackjack, you're good. Yeah, all, right. Roulette, all, all the table games, all that stuff. Oh, so I think the is, players yeah. can do that. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. I told yeah. you. I saw CD Lamb down in the Bahamas. He was playing blackjack. Yeah, I was like, I, I, that, I didn't even think twice about it. International waters. Inter international. Remember when the the Vikings had that love boat scandal? Remember that whole sex yes. boat thing back in the day? And Fred Smoot. Remember Fred? Smoot? I remember Fred. He Mississippi State kid. He played DB. Yeah, I remember yes. him. So he was quoted getting off when they pulled back to the dock and the cops were waiting for him. It was Lake Minnetonka. And yeah. he got off the boat. He goes, they have nothing on us. We're yeah. in international waters. Yeah. <laughs> like Fred, it's Lake Minnetonka, for God's sakes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, man. So you live here. How, what, how do you think the uh, Vegas is for a Super Bowl host city? It's amazing, bro. So I, I, I worked with the Raiders this year. I was coaching ball. And then... Um, We've been looking forward to this. You so know. you're coaching with the Raiders? Yeah, yeah, I was coaching with the Raiders I this year. I didn't know that. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I coached uh, special teams and then helped with the receivers a little bit. And then nice. the city, I mean, from F1, F1 weekend was crazy yeah, here. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, they've been looking forward to this for, you know, all season. I mean, the the city's amped up. Everybody's here. That's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> Everybody thinks of uh, just a strip for Las Vegas. But you guys live out, obviously, in the suburbs. Yeah, yeah. Reminds me a lot of Phoenix. yeah. That's what it looks like. No, no, it's it's honestly, it's I didn't know what I've always, uh, you know, I've always, you know, associated Vegas with the Strip, and yeah. you know, came you know, party and come here as a kid, and then uh, getting to learn the other side of the city. There's beautiful like mountain ranges that go around everywhere. It's you know, an outdoorsy. It's like beautiful golf courses and um, gated communities everywhere. It's a very peaceful town. Like it's, it's, it's really, a, it's an awesome place. It was a great to, it was great to like, you know, you'll see what that side's all about for sure. We have a couple minutes here with, uh, Danny Amendola, a legendary wide receiver, of course, just now. walking through the just hallway. Yeah, good to see y'all, man. Good yeah, man. It, and is, I, it I, is four o'clock. Right. I, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, uh, I apologize for not knowing that you're on the uh, Raiders coaching staff. That was a volatile type of situation. We, we love Antonio Pierce and it was great to see that he got the job at the time with the, the Giants. You felt like that was probably the the right the right move. No doubt, he's the best dude, it, and, and he's just you know he's a player. He's been in the game for a long time. He, you know he's he, he understands the um, you know the week and 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 how we can go about practice and and, and really put our we want we want a, a a good portion of games there at the end. We finished just under five hundred, but at the same time, like he. He did a lot of great things for our for our uh, club, and everybody loves him, man. He's he's the best. So I was going to say the players all wanted him back, no doubt. So did Josh McDaniels bring you out here? Yeah, Josh. Josh brought me out. Yeah, Josh and Ziggler brought me out. Which they're you know 
I played for Josh for five, six years. And then, um, I wanted to, I, I, you know, I, I, I retired in 21. I wanted to, uh, chill for a year, give my body a rest and then see what I wanted to do. I do real estate stuff down in Austin. And then I wanted to, I wanted to feel that kind of, um, you know, game day vibe. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and be a part of something bigger than me. And, and, uh, you know, when you're out of the league, as you guys know, it's like, it, it, you know, you're, you're, you're around your boys all day. And then, and then you're, you're, you're sitting at the house and it's like, all right, what am I, what am I doing here? So, uh, just being a part of, being a part of group, being a part of a organization, trying to get, trying to get these young cats ready to go is, is been awesome. So you and, uh, talking to Danny Amendola, uh, were you surprised that Bill Belichick did not get a job in this hiring cycle? I don't know. You know, I mean, he's obviously the, the greatest ever. Um, you know, it, I don't, it's all preference really. You know, what guys are looking for, what, what they want to bring in. I'm not really, uh, I don't know what's going on in the coaching world. Really, the carousel is crazy every year. And, you know, guys are just trying to, uh, you know, get their guys in the right place. <laughs> obviously, he's one of the best ever to do it. And, um, you know, he's, I, I would think that if he if, wants to coach, he could coach. If you're going to hire yeah. him, yeah, you got to clean out the whole building. Right. I mean, he had some pretty tight, tight rules when it came to social media and things of that nature. Uh, right. No question. Yeah. I mean, he was. You know, he's military, you know, to the T. I think he's kind of changed since I've been gone, too. So I've heard some stories. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I mean, he's changed a little bit. So, uh, you know, I loved playing for him. I loved, I loved, you know, I, I was a better player when I played for him. So, um, you know, I think he turned down. Did he not turn down the job? Yeah, well, the Falcons. Well, you're yes. Mike again yeah. there, Boomer. And, and, um, uh, as far as the Falcons, yes. yes. Right. I, I do believe they gave him the, they offered him the job. Right. And they moved a couple guys around within the, the organization, which right. I think Arthur Blank did that because yeah. of the conversations he had with Bill Belichick. But if Bill Belichick is coming in, he needs the building. He right. has I to know. have the building a certain way, yeah. as you know. It's like when you fly first class, you don't want to go back to coach. You no, know exactly. Yeah. And that's what he's been doing all these years. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, like, you know, look, you had Tom Brady, you had him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I always say the most important relationship in any professional sports organization in the United States is the head coach and the quarterback. Without question. Right? Yeah. So, like, what... What 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 happened that it split in your eyes? Why did that great pairing end up splitting? I mean, at the end of the day, as a business, like Bill Bill runs a tight ship, as you know. Contractually, there's guys taking pay cuts on a daily basis out there. I mean, in my regard, I played with Tom. I was I was there. I left before Tom left too. So, um, you know, honestly, like I took a pay cut. Three years in a row to play with Tom. You know what I'm saying? So, so I could, they came to you and said, "Hey, yeah, you want to yeah. stay here? You got to take less money." 100 percent. Kind of sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, but at the end of the day, I was playing in in early February, so yeah, yeah. no. But you were like a very productive. You were like the yeah, first no, of the real yeah, productive to, slots receivers. Yeah, yeah. So by the, by the end of my career there, I was honestly playing to get out and and, and make my money on the streets. And then um, that's the nature of the business, man. You know how the NFL works. Like if yeah. you know you. It, it, you'd love to be a part of a team that could push for championships, but at the end of the day, like, you know, you got to take care of your family as well. All right. So, uh, I feel like we just got uh, the call that it's time, uh, it's time for you love to it. go. Uh, <laughs> the last thing I will say before you go, the, the hot tub video, you were in that with Gronk, the oh, one yeah. that the Brady sent. Did you see this one? It was, Gronk, this now? It was Gronk and Danny and who else was in Edel, that? Edelman, Edelman, I think. Yeah. Aaron Edelman. And yeah. then they're all, they're like, Tom, where are you? And they're all in the hot tub together, shirtless. <laughs> then Tom yeah. responds back, goes, there's enough shirtless dudes in that hot tub. <laughs> I don't even know. 
great to be there. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was tremendous. All right, enjoy the rest of your night. Pleasure, Thanks fellas. for stopping yeah, by, Danny. Absolutely. Joy Thank you, man. Danny's fat. Julian. Danny, great to see you, man. Thank you so much, man. All right. Look at that. That's pretty nice for him to stop by like that. Yeah, yeah. That's tremendous. And he's got his crap together. He's Danny Amendola, man. He's a champion. Yes, he is. He has his crap together for sure. Could you imagine just walking around Las Vegas looking like that guy? My oh, God. my God. Yeah, well, what a life he must be living. I mean, yeah. I, it's amazing. I I didn't even realize who was on the coaching staff of the Raiders. Yeah, I wonder yeah, if they yeah. kept him. I'm not sure if they did or not. You know, it's like uh, when I looked in the monitor how much uglier <laughs> I was once he sat down next to me. I was like, wow, I thought I looked okay. And I'm like, whoa. So you know his I wasn't gonna bring this up and Fleegs reminded me too. Yeah. But his uh, his ex girlfriend is now with Christian McCaffrey. Yes. So I wonder oh. he was like asking if he's is he rooting for Kansas City. I wasn't gonna bring that up, sore spot. That little scuttlebutt on that too. What? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> what a morning. Yes, it was. Now the only scuttlebutt on that is that when back when Olivia Couple, right? Yeah. She was living in New York, I think. Our buddy Lee was on a train with her. Okay. And uh, Lee was drinking some, some what the heck was that? I'm just thinking, uh, Super Coffee. Okay. Remember Super Coffee? It's yeah, still yeah. around, still very popular. And she wanted to try it. She had never seen it before. Yeah, yeah. So Lee was sitting across okay. of her on the, pl- on the, uh, on the train and, and ended up giving her some Super Coffee. And I think she ended up doing some influencer stuff for Super Coffee. Oh, wow. Look at that. And Lee get a cut? Uh, Lee did not get a cut, but Lee basically said that she couldn't have been any nicer. Now, this was before the Christian McCaffrey stuff. I think it was when she and you know Danny were together. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Danny's up there as as probably one of the most attractive football players in the last decade or so. Jimmy, like Jimmy Garoppolo? Garoppolo is is he's in there. You're, I Brady think your mic again. Yeah, Tom no, Brady. My, my mic is on. No, no, is no, this light? Yeah, no, yeah now it is. Yeah. Right. It was not no, for I was going to say moment. Tom Brady with the new hair. Yeah, wasn't Tom. she, he also linked to Kay Adams or was that a different? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. You missed an opportunity. Yeah, I did. I had forgotten about that. <laughs> they were in Pound Town. <laughs> Geo coming to you live from the Travel and Build Ford Tub Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network from the Blue Wire Studios here at the Win Las Vegas. Just a, it's a feel good football Friday. It doesn't even feel like a feel good football Friday, but it is. It's the last one of the season, man, and we'll finally get our picks out there into the ethos. Although you know what's funny, you the, with the Drew Show, they tried to get your pick, and then you kind of you said, "Listen, I can't, I can't do it." And then she tried again, and you diverted her away from it. You never divulged your pick on that show. Well, I will do that on this show to, today. And I normally, unless I find something out during the week, yeah, it's usually exactly what I do on Sunday. Sure. You know, and I also have that Mike Valenti kickoff show that we you do. Gotta, you got to get a so pick in I there. To, I, I got to get that pick. I try to be consistent. It's tough. Yes. Well, it's not as hard when it's only one game. But when there's you know, a million <laughs> games, it's tough. You know, and you change yes, your mind uh, sometimes. Unless something happens, you know, and for those people out there gambling, you're thinking to yourself, you know what? I'm getting the Chiefs with points. How am I not taking the Chiefs with points? Now, is that a message being sent like the other way? Yes. Like, the, this, the line's speaking to you. All right. Speaking to you. See, I, like, I, I'm very curious to hear what Valenti has to say about this because he studies these lines like crazy. But... For me, I, I this is why I'm not a great sports gambler, is because too emotional. 
I'm too emotional. Like I wanted the Bills to beat the Chiefs. So I bet the Bills. I wanted the Ravens to beat the Chiefs. So I bet the Ravens. Now I feel like such an idiot for betting against the Chiefs that now I have to bet the Chiefs and chances are I'll probably lose that one too. You know, I think what you need to do is I think you need to stay consistent because this will be three weeks in a row. You're going to lose three weeks in a row. Sooner or later, it's got to flip, right? Yeah, so you, you're telling me that I got to go against the Chiefs again? I, I would think. Do we have, like, all right, so it's going to be me. Jerry's not going to be there. Me, Eddie, Al at the game. Are we throwing our support behind one of these two teams? Because I, I like rooting with a with a contingent. I like a like a high five here or something like that. You know, maybe put a little something on the game, not anything crazy to make us kind of be together. Do we have? What do you think our our play is going to be? I, I feel like I could go hard for either team. So whoever we decide on, I can. I have a re, I have a good reason to root for right. either one. Okay. Buzz or no buzz? I say buzz. Uh, you felt buzz all week. Well, buzz for this game for yeah, sure. Yes, yeah, I mean, this okay. is a great matchup. Eddie, what do you think? Uh, the the Niners, even though they're favored, they feel like an under underdog to yeah. me. Yeah, so I go Niners. Oh wow. Okay. By the way, you know what's really cool for you? Did you see who's doing the ceremonial coin toss? I did not. This is going to be awesome. You are Spock. Neil deGrasse. <laughs> <laughs> Almost Neil deGrasse Tyson. No, no, no. So you are going to be in the building at a Super Bowl to watch one of your childhood football heroes do the ceremonial coin oh, toss. Man. Uh, 50, it's, it's got to be a Raider. No, no, no. no it's not a Raider. Danny? No. no, 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 no. Larry Zonka. Oh, wow. Larry Zonka is going to do it. So I think that is, that is very cool. It's, I think it's the, I don't know. 50 year anniversary, anniversary of Super Bowl eight. Yeah, there you go. Dolphins, okay. Vikings yeah. at uh, Houston's Rice Stadium. Right. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, hello. Uh, that is, uh, that's pretty good. You probably remember that game better than Larry does. No, I that was before my football consciousness, so I've never seen them win. Oh, okay. All right, but still, Larry Zonka to you, big so, deal. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool. I have to say, very nice picture of you yesterday transversing the mountains with snow on it. Yeah, it was snowing for the whole first uh, I mean, look at part that. of my trip. I mean, look at that photo, man. I know, I said that's Eddie Scazzari's thirst trap. It's up there on oh, there uh, is, CBS yes. Sports Network now. Yeah, that was a very sexy selfie that you were sending out there. So how uh, how far away was this? And how miles. did you? How, all right, so you drove there, yes, sir. And then what? Just walked, and I yeah, I hiked for about uh, three hours or so. Okay, <laughs> a little over. It should have been a little over five miles. So it was closer to five and a half because I lost the trail <laughs> in the snow a few times. I had to backtrack, but. All good. No mountain lions or any of that stuff. Uh, I did see some sort of a, you know, raptor bird. Uh, raptor bird? Yeah, like, a, I don't know if it was a hawk or a juvenile eagle or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then no other, you know, animal life. I heard a few other smaller <coughs> birds. And one uh, mountain biker came up behind me, scared the crap out of me. <laughs> but was it uh, cold? Uh, it was chilly, especially early, because I was on the trail about nine ten, um, and it was a little in the in the snow. It was cold early, but then once you start going uphill, you you get warm and all good. I asked him. I said, "Do you have any pictures of you out there without your face in it?" 
You know, he took three pictures, selfies. I wanted to see some of the scenery up there. You didn't take any of the pictures. Yeah, well, I was trying to get some of the, but the with the <clears throat> clouds and the light, it was not a great day or time of day for scenic vistas. Yeah. Well, so, it's not like me when we're playing golf and I'm taking pictures. Yeah, like a, yeah. I'm not going to say what I said off the air, but yes, you took a lot of pictures. Yeah, well, yes. the, I, I see that you put them out there. What do you mean I put them out there? I Well, you put them out there on X. I sent you yeah. a couple pictures. Yeah. You put them out there on X. Yeah, you take a lot of pictures, which is great. Because yeah, it makes, you, means I don't have to take a lot of pictures. Right. And you send them to me. It's perfect. Yeah, you didn't give me, you know... Photo credit? Photo credit or anything. It's like, so people thought, like, you were the one that was taking the pictures. Well, I actually... Well, the one picture that I put out there was my picture. Oh, it was? It was. Yep, that's right. Because I, I went and grabbed my phone and took that picture. By the way, so Eddie, when we were at... Uh, about to walk to the forum shops where the Breitling event is... And I'm like, do we want to walk or do we want to take a car? And he's like, no, we'll, we'll walk. And he's, but I did have to take a pain pill earlier and my knee collapsed on me in the hotel room. So, but I feel fine now. And I was like, all right, we're getting a car. No, not in the hotel, on the trail. Oh, on the trail, it collapsed. When I okay. lost, when I lost the trail and I had to backtrack, I had to go over some snow covered rocks and I went down. <laughs> oh, you went fully down? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. See, I, I'm telling you. This hiking stuff is dangerous. By yourself, you're out there? Yes, but I, I made sure <clears throat> I picked a trail that was sort of close to civilization, even though it felt really remote. I had cell signal the whole time. Okay. So, unless I actually, you know. Do we need felt- to get you like a life alert? Uh, <laughs> no. We get you like a life alert. Yeah. Yeah. I've fallen and I can't get up. Well, I just wanted to pick something not too remote. So, you know, coyotes didn't uh, eat my bloated corpse. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> No, I'm picturing like this, this group of coyotes feeding on you like lions to a zebra in Africa. You're so, Please put me out of my misery. <laughs> feeding my off my bloated corpse. Oh, that's horrible, Eddie. Well, I'm glad you got up and you finished your hike. Thank you. And I, after I went down, I was like, you're all right, because I didn't hit my head and cut my leg up pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, you did. You know, I think Jerry yeah. does have a point here about, like, how Boomer might be picking on him a little bit too much because, like, the whole hit in his face and the golf ball thing and dying, how you say, was epic. Like, Eddie almost died in the mountains here in Las Vegas hiking, and then coyotes almost ate his bloated corpse. Well, that's a you big know, leap. Say, if, if that was that epic? That would have been epic. I would, if, by that, the way. if that did happen, and Jerry did kill himself with a golf ball, <laughs> we would have stories forever. Yeah. And we could go back and forth between the two of them. <laughs> when I was on my way down to the ground, that popped into my head. <laughs> epic. Uh, epic death. Ready yes. in the mountains. From the Blue Wire Studios here at Win Las Vegas, Jerry Recco is back, and he's got more sports for us. What's going on, Jerry? Well, good morning to you. Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. So you had the NFL Honors uh, program last night. We got yeah. all the awards and all sorts of different things. So I'm going to bring you a few uh, clips from last night. 
first things first. So Keegan Michael Key is that it, right? Yeah, yeah. He was the friend uh, of the show. Did the show with you, Phil, Boomer? You fill love in, him. Fill right? in co-host Keegan Michael Key. Yes, that's right. So Boomer and Geo fan. So he was the host yes. of this last night, okay. uh, and he had fun at some people's expense, of course, including one big name in NFL circles. There has never been a season like this, everybody. I mean, who'd have thought we'd see a year when Taylor Swift went to more playoff games than Bill Belichick? I kind of like the Tommy DeVito thing he did. So that's coming up now. Coming All back right. from break, uh, we see him sitting down. Tommy DeVito is right next to him. This is long, obviously, about 40 seconds or so. And this is how they, they take it back. I am here with Tommy DeVito. Such an incredible story from last season. Tommy, you were undrafted. You lived with your parents. And against all odds, you ended up leading your beloved Giants on a winning streak. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's really just, it's funny how things work out. Funny? Yeah, you know, funny. Funny? Funny how? Like I'm a clown? I amuse you? No, what? No, no, I just, I mean, you know, I just, funny, like, like how unexpected your story is, you know, funny. No, I don't know. You said it. Funny how? Tell me. Do I amuse you? Uh, Get out of here, Tommy. You almost got me. Oh, you got... Okay. <laughs> this guy over here. <laughs> so their little play on Goodfellas, wow. <laughs> which was received very well by many. Yeah, it was uh, I mean, not very amused at all. <laughs> well, Tommy's acting in that whole thing was horrendous. Well, uh, you know? he is a football player. I know. But Sean Stilato, by the way, was around. He was there last night. And he was out bopping around Radio Row, still trying was he really? to milk his five minutes of fame. <laughs> you know? It's 4.30 now. He still could be out there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Sean Stilato. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. What a moment in time that was, huh? You also had the awards. Uh, Lamar Jackson wins the MVP. Almost got all the first place votes, 49 to 50. And then you've got C.J. Stroud. He was the offensive player of the, the rookie offensive player of the year. Uh, he was outstanding, although he, you know, stood up there and, and lied to the youth of America. This honor means a lot. And to whatever, whatever kid that's out here watching, you can do anything you put your mind to, man. Uh, I'm a living testimony to uh, perseverance and just trusting your goals and your dreams. And I just thank God for this. Thank y'all. Yeah, except that you really can't. I mean, it's great to strive for it, but I you mean, can't tell why every are you kid shooting that you down can a positive message you from can, a you rookie quarterback, no, you can't. one rookie of the year. <laughs> you don't know what his life must have been like. It has nothing to do with him. He blatantly lied to the youth of America. No, he didn't. He was trying to inspire the <laughs> yes, youth of America. it's very inspiring, and you should aspire to do great things. Does not mean you'll do them all. Really? So I was uh, reading uh, some of the posts that were sent, about, uh, sent to us from X, and there is one guy that basically says that you guys should have known better about this golf course you played at yesterday. Why, the reviews were good, though, and no. the photos were great. Hey, this yeah. guy, Danny, let's sports talk D. Okay, that's his uh, handle. <laughs> Says that uh, the reviews for that golf course, even by Birdie's guide, what's I don't know what Birdie's guides what are. Is. Uh, talk about how awful it is, and that you guys did not do your homework. I I, I don't know. I, the Google reviews were fine. They the were. pictures look great. So <clears> much so that I had booked a second round there, yeah. thinking it would be okay. And I also I thought by price too. Like I looked at a couple of other ones that were cheaper, and I'm thinking yeah, it's Super Bowl week. If something's seventy bucks. It's going to be crap. I thought almost two hundred dollars. I thought it would have been a, a decent price for a, a good course. I'm surprised you didn't play the wind golf course here. Yes, 
we tried that one day, right. and that was that was the end of it. They that. shot us down. Shot us down. I was <laughs> ready to do they it. shoot you down. It was one oh seven, and they said the last tea timeout was one p.m. And they sent all the caddies home, and then it rained two days straight, and then we had plans the rest yeah. of the day. It's six hundred bucks to play. So I did get to look at it every day. It's right out my window. Uh, Jerry won a, uh, a you know a grand as his Rutgers beat uh, my man. Yeah, but I don't still have that money. I've spent some of it. You have? Of course, I, I have. Oh, why wouldn't I? <clears throat> we do eat and drink and <laughs> do things. I know. Like why are you so surprised that Jerry spent money? Ooh. Well, I, I thought he would <laughs> spend it on playing golf at Win. That's what I was thinking. No. Like, like we mentioned, Sunday we came in, we had extra time, we All tried right. to play okay. the wind course. Okay. It rained Monday and Tuesday, we had golf Wednesday, we had <clears> golf <throat> Thursday. Sunday was the day. Sunday was the day. Right. Sunday was so, the day. And they yeah, said those, no. uh, those golf pants that you wear, are they, um, are they <laughs> weatherproof? Like, are they waterproof? Uh, they are, as a matter of fact, they yes. Are, I, I felt like you yes. were wearing your rain pants. No, no, not rain pants at all. Mm. But they are no. waterproof. Uh, no, I don't know if they're, they're waterproof. waterproof. They're golf pants. I don't know what the hell they are. Okay. Should we add Jerry's list to the Jerry's pants to the list of things that Boomer will not let go of? <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Matter yeah. of fact, if you'd like, since his forehead's so big, you can just put it a, oh. uh, over his forehead <laughs> as a reminder when he looks at himself on the monitor. So Jerry's pants, <laughs> golf ball to the face, nets irrelevant. What else can we go with? <laughs> Durant. Jerry Jones, yeah, Jerry Jones, dad. Jerry Jones, dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get to Woody I Johnson. Pay, I am paying attention to you. I know you are. Yes. Yes, I know you are. Very much so. <laughs> Was that whole thing, did I hear right, that he wanted you to die yesterday in the mountains? Yeah, and then my corpse eaten by coyotes. Oh, God. <laughs> right about that, could have had a guy kill himself with his own golf ball and another guy get eaten by coyotes. Within, like, the same 12-month period. It would have been great. <laughs> what, what what conversation we would have. It would have been great. And every time we stepped on the golf course, we could have had that same thought. Let me ask you this. Don't hit the ball into the tree. Right. <laughs> when Paul Olden said, Boomer's not moving, <laughs> you were laying there face down on the turf in Buffalo. Yes. Would that have been epic for your family? <laughs> D- dying, doing what you love to do? Yes. Yes, I think it would have been. Oh, I'm sure the family would have loved that. <laughs> if, if, Eddie, if Eddie died the mounds and got eaten by coyotes, what would be the biggest news source to to print that story. Awful announcing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that the post, yeah, I yeah. think the post sure. would write about it. Of course. Maybe the, the Staten Island advance <laughs> that I used to deliver. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like Newsday, but anything bigger than the post? I think CBS News. CBS yes. News? I would, part I would of the family. Think, I would think on our show here, you know, the bottom scrawl we have there, <laughs> would probably say, you know, Eddie Scazzeri, unfortunately, was eaten by coyotes and is no longer a part of the show. <laughs> I don't think they do like that. Update, they would do that in red. I think ESPN would cover it, but in print, in the print form, it wouldn't have his name. It would be like radio producer or uh, dies at Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, okay. And you'd have to like go four paragraphs in before you saw Eddie's name. Uh, right. Hominid associated with Boomer Esiason. <laughs> Yep, Dead. eaten by coyotes. Would you would you read the whole story or only the first three paragraphs? <laughs> I would uh, dig in because yes. I'd like to see who it was. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you think ESPN.com, CBSSports.com, the New York Post. And all of them would pick it up. name was mentioned in the article, right? Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about the what about the New York Times? You think the New York Times would throw that in there? No shot. No? Uh, if they knew who you were, they would. 
It'd be buried in the athletic portion where, like, local sure. sports news for New York. Yeah, athletic. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Andrew Marshan would do a column on you. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think it would be bigger news than you think. I, think can, the, I can go back out there today. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I'm glad you weren't eaten by coyotes. Yes. Thank you. And you made it back safely. Good Lord. Although you did say the trail, you got a little lost on the trail. I did because I'm used to hiking in the east where it's v- fairly obvious and there's blazes. A mountain desert trail, no blazes, and then the snow kind of obscured it a bit. Which you is used, you used an app to get back. Uh, no, right? well, I have a trail uh, app, all trails, and it kind of navigates for you. But I was not paying attention. I thought it was obvious, and then all of a sudden it was not, and I had to then backtrack, and that's when I went down. He told me when he got back to the hotel and took a nap, he had to wear his pants because he was still bleeding and didn't want to bleed on the bed. That's correct. Bleeding from what? <laughs> I tore up my leg pretty good. He fell. Walk it? Oh, fell. I didn't know that. Yeah, when I got off trail and I had to mm. sort of backtrack. Dude, what? wow. You were by yourself. <clears throat> yes. What if you broke an ankle and couldn't walk? I was close enough to, and I had self-service. It wasn't oh, like a right. remote, remote area. You I could have found not. your frozen to death out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's another that's, thing. By the way, look, breaking Eddie Scazzari, <laughs> eaten by coyotes. Oh, no. <laughs> Great job, CBS Sports Network. That is awesome. Yeah, as long as his wife's not watching, it's the first thing she puts on the, on the TV. <laughs> I do. I, I just got to tell you, you still alive. <laughs> oh, you know, the amazing God. thing is with your leg bleeding. I mean, you know, they can smell that. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go again. It's true. Uh, so why didn't you like clean out the wound and get some sort of bandage Sad. on it? Yeah, right. Like, well, I knew I was going to be hopping in the shower for the Boomer event, so I figured, nah, just take care just of it then. Bleed through my jeans on the hotel bed? No, no, I no, it wasn't that bad, but it was still sort of weeping, as they say, weeping or seeping, and <laughs> uh, he's <like> crying, <laughs> oozing. Yes. So I didn't want to get the sheets bloody. So <laughs> gross. <laughs> you it's a up here oozing <laughs> at the moment. This is ooze, oh, man. Boy. All right. Anyway, well, Woody Johnson, were you going to play him like 10 minutes ago? <laughs> um, I was. I can save him for next hour. I want to play you this if we can. Skip the next two Woody's, Ed, if you can, and talk about... That sounded really weird. <laughs> um, you think you've made it, right? When you get to the NFL, you win Coach of the Year, you really think you made it. Yeah. And then as you go up to accept your award, you hear this. And the AP Coach of the Year presented Verizon is... Steven Stefanski. <laughs> or maybe you didn't make it. And they wow. don't know who you are. Uh, maybe that was his brother. Uh, uh, no, that was uh, that was actor Justin Hartley. All right. Well, so it's Kevin Stefanski, obviously. Well, yeah, but he obviously was opening up a, an envelope that, that said Steven in it. Right. That said Steven. So it wasn't it wasn't even. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it, was, it wasn't even. Uh, yeah, it wasn't even his fault. Someone I, else screwed it up. I did not vote for Kevin Stefanski. Ooh, I voted for Dan Campbell. Okay, nice. I mean, I thought he did something that no Lions coach has done for how long? How long has it been? Thirty something years, or well, winning yeah. the division, even yeah, right. And I think he's uh, he certainly has put a f- face on that franchise. And that will be one of the hot franchises going into the 2024 season. No doubt. Who won Defensive Player of the Year? Miles Garrett. Yes, okay. of the Browns. Um, they also had they had another award, too. They won, oh, like... Defensive Player of the Year. Joe Flacco. 
Oh, that's right. Comeback player of the year. Come that's back. right. Yeah, that's right. right. I mean, so. DeMar Hamlin died on a freaking... <laughs> I mean, how is he not comeback player of the year? Because Joe Flacco was on the Jets. <laughs> right. You know, by the way, uh, you could say Lamar Jackson could have been comeback player of the year because he got hurt, didn't play in the playoffs last year, and then came back, won an MVP. Mm. True. He did win MVP. Though. I did vote for... I, I couldn't vote for a guy that only played five games and wasn't coming off of an injury. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but I was right. Being with the Jets is worse than death. <laughs> And he came back. Next hour, Woody Johnson. Also, we will play What's That Sound? All right. That'll be coming up next hour, too. Love that. That's Nick-related. And uh, the Devils lost and the Islanders did win. Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. What do you make of the modern-day Hall of Fame inductees uh, that we saw yesterday? None of them, you know, I, you know my take on Hall of Fames. I am so happy for the people that get in there for yes. them. And yes. that's what it's all about. And I never want to say that this guy doesn't deserve this thing because it's a, such a huge accomplishment. Uh, hello. Hello. May I speak with Boomer, please? I'm Boomer Esiason. All right. I'm calling to tell you that not one lousy writer voted for you for the Hall of Fame. Not one. Have a great day. Go screw. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. I, I look, a lot of these guys have been waiting for a while. Uh, Julius Peppers was the only first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep, yep. And, you know, there's a log jam of a lot of great players right now. Like, to me, like a guy like Tory Holt should be in there. Yeah, so Andre Johnson, we we talked about this last week or earlier this week, that, that Andre Johnson was one of those log jam wide receivers yes. along with Tory Holt. And Andre Johnson did get in, Tory Holt not uh, in this Eventually, year. Eventually, he will get in, and I don't ever want to diminish what he was a part of. He was a part of one of the great offenses in, in the history of the NFL, the greatest show on turf out there in St. Louis. But you know what I think of all these guys, every single one of them deserves it. I don't know what to tell you. They had longevity. At one point in time, they were the best players at their respective positions. Uh, the Patrick Willis one was a slam dunk for me. Uh, it reminds me of the guys that they got there now in San Francisco. And, and it was interesting talking with uh, Howie Long and Chris Long, his son, both defensive players. They're talking about how if you don't have active linebackers on a defense, you're not going to be very good. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It's great to have the defensive line and the edge rushers. They're all fantastic. But that second line of defenders, those linebackers that make tackles like Patrick Willis does or did, uh, is one of the reasons why those 49er defenses, when he played there, were so good. And he retired relatively early, did he, he did. not? He yeah. did, yes. I mean, it was something like at, at 30, I think. Something yeah, I think he probably could have played a few more years, but it's a beating, man. Take a beating. Yeah, those guys, man. Oh, God. I was looking at C.J. Mosley last night, and he's just, he just—he looks great. But I just think about the violence in which he plays and throws that body around, uh, and I just—it's—it's it's incredible. And you got to remember when he was at Baltimore before he became a New York Jet. I—I wanted—he might have been an All Pro. I think I know he was an All Star. Yeah, uh, a Pro Bowl player, but I think he was an All Pro. Um, and I'll tell you, he's—he's he's the captain of the Jet defense. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you sit there and you talk to him like we did last night, yeah, I mean, he couldn't have been a nicer guy. Yeah, I feel terrible for him to be honest with you, because this guy works his ass off. He's on a defense that's pretty good. He's a True pro. Now he he made a bunch of money, free agency, so he's doing well for himself. Sure. But for, but he's a guy who wants to win, and he's stuck in this. Just but he'll never complain. Yeah, like, you know that he doesn't come off as a guy that 
is going to be bitching and complaining about not being, you know, on a winning team. Like he's going to try to get it. I I was saying last night, could you imagine if the Jets had made it here this year with Aaron Rodgers? Huh. I, I mean, it already is crazy. And we have two of the best teams that deserve to be here. Don't get me wrong. But if they would have made it here, I'd say against the Jets versus the Lions. Now, buzz or no buzz, Al? Very much buzz. Yeah, just because it's two franchises that haven't been here. And that would have been an unbelievable like storylines. Aaron Rodgers versus the Lions again and all and Dan Campbell and everything else. I mean Well we almost had we could have had Browns Lions. That was a one that would have been a That was another one, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a one that two teams that have uh, the problem never with done that it. is that and, and not to take anything away from Joe Flacco and what he's done and everything. I mean like you don't want to me, you want young, fresh or guys that are in the middle of a dynasty type of quarterbacks at these games. But that would have been remarkable. Old man Joe Flacco, after all those years, he was a Super Bowl MVP, comes off the couch to take the Cleveland Browns, a team that's never won a Super Bowl, to a championship. And by the way, the Browns and the Ravens connection too. I mean, that would be insane. Like, I know he's boring as hell. but And I, I couldn't stand watching him with the Jets. But that would have been something. I don't know. I just made the story in this particular Super Bowl was the dynasty of the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes as we're living through the Patrick Mahomes era of the NFL. And then you have this upstart last pick in the draft quarterback from the San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy. And, you know, it's just to to me and the way that he has played and the numbers he's put up and the discussions that are surrounding him, the fact that the teammates feel like they have to defend him because some jackass somewhere says, you know, he's a system quarterback. I mean, shut up. Like somebody who's never actually been, you know, you know, in the fire, doesn't understand all the nuances of making sure that the snap is at the right spot, all the different formations, the checks at the line of scrimmage, the throws down the field, using your athleticism when you need to use it, not relying on it all the time and playing the position the way it's supposed to be played. I would tell you that Brock Purdy did all of that and more this year. Geo coming alive from the traveling Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network, live for the Blue Wire Studios here at the Win Las Vegas. Al just walked in with with boxes of goodies. It's about time, Al. Yeah, and it's from our friends at Dunkin'. Nice. What do we have Ooh, here? I got Niners colored donuts oh, here. I got Chiefs. There you Ooh, go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look I mean, at that. Really not that much different. No, that well. I little I got gold on mine, you know. I got right. gold. Yeah, but this is uh, that's great. Uh, that's a little bonus. Nice. Little bonus. We love Dunkin', and there was uh, several boxes of Joe out there too. By the way, mm. several boxes of Joe. I miss our little Dunkin' coffee setup back at work. Yeah, you know, so do I. Yeah, but because we'll- I'm the I'm the one that's always making it, and you make the coffee very well, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> I make it a little darker than normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you can't really screw up the Dunkin' coffee because it's so good. You know, it really... Plus the machines do all the work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you put a little extra coffee in there, it gets a little darker. Dunkin' donut, Eddie? Would you like a donut? No, I'm I'm fine for now. Okay. All right. Very good. Yeah. I'll keep these over here for when you're ready. I'm sure Jerry's going to grab one and uh, away you go. Yeah, we... Uh, when we When we get back home, me and you got to do like a... Colon cleanse, man. 
<laughs> I was sticking up at Summit Golf Course. So you have to start with a shot of Casamigos. Yeah. That's kind of a normal traditional thing there. It is, yeah. So we did that. And then there's a comfort station mm-hmm. that had that had the unbelievable chili. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you love that chili. Yeah. So I ate, I ate a, a full vat of that chili. <laughs> so, you know, that thing was rumbling around. <laughs> right. And then after, afterwards, we go to the bar to have another Casamigos. Yep. And the chef comes out. How would you guys like some Wagyu sliders? <laughs> right. we, ch- we just killed the cow 10 yes, minutes ago. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, the golf was unbelievable, but the amenities and the food and everything else were just. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's the Discovery Land property kind of. That's their equation to make it. Oh, yeah. It's it's um, it's heaven made by Mike Melman is what it is. No, I think Mark Wahlberg lives there. He does. He's got a house there. I don't know if he lives there full time, but he has a he has a house there and he plays every day when he's in that house as long as the weather's good enough. Every day he'll go out there, one of the caddies was telling me, and just play by himself and just play in like a two hours. Just so, you know? It's, you know, it's like 52 to 55 degrees out here, which to us is like springtime. Oh, yeah. And as long as the sun is out, it's fine. Yep. And we get up there, and how many, uh, you think, like, three other groups were playing? Yeah. One was a sixsome, though. Yeah, because okay. there's nobody on the golf course. Right, right, right. Yep. Yeah, I got a, a bunch of crap from some guys in the elevator, and I was going down with my clubs yesterday going, like, it's way too cold to be no, golfing. It's not. And I'm like, man, not when you're from Long Island. No. You know? He's like, well, that's true. He's like, I'm from L.A. He goes, 55 is my limit. And I'm like, 55? I think I think it was 53 degrees. It topped out at 53 degrees the other day when we played. And remember, we're up 3,500 feet, so it's a little bit chillier. Yeah, yeah. What was amazing, though, there was very little wind. Yeah, and it's going to be even less wind uh, today up there, which is going to be <clears> tremendous. <throat> now, we are um, we're taking Stephen Waldron with us. Oh, we are? Yeah. And, we uh, are? All right, well, that's good. Fine. Yeah. Is he a good golfer? Yeah, I think I saw him swing. Okay. You do remember the conversation we had about Stephen coming, right? <laughs> I hope you When did. was that conversation? <laughs> uh, when at the at Summit last time. Oh, okay. I sat there and I said I had plans with these guys. and oh, You have other plans now? No. No, 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 no. I said I had plans. You, you were like, remember you were invited yes. by the member yes. to come back Friday. Yes. And then you said... What are you doing Friday? I said, nothing, obviously. No, I thought you said you had something. No, nothing, right? But I have golf with Chris and Walter. So you're playing golf somewhere else then? No, 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 no. I, Boy. <laughs> stop. That's not what's going on. <laughs> what is, this conversation so we said, had. Hold on. <laughs> let, me, let me go back again. You said, can you come back Friday? <clears throat> we got invited back Friday. This, this, this happened between me and you. And I said, uh, I said, yeah, let's do that. But I made plans with these guys, so, so they have, have to come. Plans. No, I don't. I said, so no, I, you, you, you nuts? No, I said I have to invite those guys. And then you, that's who was playing. Oh, all you right. So, now? so now, now you want to bring other friends with? No, you. no, 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 no. Where yeah. were you playing today? Do you not at really? Penitent- were you playing a yes. penitentiary? You're right. playing a penitentiary golf again. I, I was, but yeah. we're playing Summit now because oh, okay, we had no. this. We had this discussion. Ooh. Oh, okay. You don't remember this at all. All right. How are they getting up there? <laughs> They're going to be at the hotel with us. 
And oh, they're they going to come. Yeah, I already said it, 11 o'clock. Okay. They're going to be there. They're not there. They're not coming. No, I know. I trust We me. are in and out. I understand. Yep. All I right. know. Okay. You know, and I've never played golf with Stephen Waldron before. Neither have I. Just saw him top golf. All right. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be very nervous because yeah. he's very nervous about everything. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be super, super nervous out there. Not spending a lot of time looking for balls, right? No, 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 no. Absolutely <laughs> not. No, we okay. see how fast we played with me, well, you, and Jerry. But, but this is, I've conditioned you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to condition Steven. I don't, I don't know what I'm getting into. Yeah, let's just let's just me and you be in the cart together. And the other guy, I, the other guy, is he playing as a two today? Is he playing <laughs> as a fifteen? What is he doing? <laughs> I'm not sure. Do you think Stephen Waldron will be more nervous about this golf or getting you guys successfully the Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore Jesus God, that was ridiculous. <laughs> no, definitely the Drew Barrymore thing, a hundred percent. That was he was way more nervous doing that. I, what is he wearing today? Is he wearing Jerry's, you know, MC Hammer pants? <laughs> I don't know. I think it'll be, you know, there's no real rules out there for uh, what you can wear. But I just said, you know, dress appropriately. You know, look like an adult. Look like someone who's does this before. Okay. You know, see, I'm I'm taking <clears throat> care of this, man. I'm taking care of this. So, I mean, not for nothing. I mean, what's his name again? Who? Uh, Allie's boyfriend. Benji. Oh, Benji. I mean, they're out there spooning, watching Netflix and chilling. <laughs> I mean, what's going on? What? What? It's what Al told me. That's the bus going over Al. It's a very relaxed atmosphere out there. Yeah. I mean, it is early in the morning and everybody's tired. Right. I mean, you walk out there, you know, we're we're talking sports, doing the show, you know, four hours, five days a week. Grinding it out. Grinding it out. You walk out there, you got Stephen Waldron taking a nap (laughs) and Allie and Benji spooning. Like they're on their honeymoon. <laughs> I'm like, well, you guys do anything? You guys do anything here? Uh, but anyway, yeah, he's, uh, we played with Benji before and he, um, he said he was what, a, like a nine or he something? He said like a nine or a 10. Nine or a 10 handicap. And, he, and then he, he shot like 76. 76? I thought he shot like a 73. Was it 73? I think he was one over. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> See, this is the, I, he better not be showing up with that kind of, you know, Fagazi attitude again today. Mm, yeah, because I, if he does, this, this is it. Last chance. Last chance. Yeah, let's just let's just me and you. We'll be in the cart together, so we don't have to deal with any of their nonsense. You know what I'm saying? So now you're setting up the carts. Yeah, okay. I am. I actually am, and I think you'd appreciate that. Uh, you like my music, that's why. I do. I mean, I just I think it'd be better off because you know Steven's just going to be a mess. His palms are going to be sweaty. You know, he's just going to be like, talking. Neither one of us need that. Okay. Stick those two guys together in a cart and let's just enjoy ourselves. Fine with me. You know? I always enjoy myself when I'm with you. Yeah, of course. Especially out there. I can't ever think. I can never think of a time where we have been together doing something where it has been anything but like a 10. Really? Mm. Yeah. Wow. From the boat party to the Boomer and Geo shows to yeah. all the different remotes we've done, yeah. to the golfing we've done, yeah. to the boats. Yeah. I mean, to everything. You yeah, know? I guess you're right about that. Oh, we've ever had a bad day? No, we have not had a bad day. Even going to the Portly Villager. It was a great it's, day. It's great days. It was a great day. By the way, the me referencing the Portly Villager on the Drew Barrymore show didn't get cut out. And I was like, I got so many texts. Everybody was so happy. And Ross was like, oh, please invite me to the Portly Villager. 
<laughs> so what are, what are you and Ross going to the Portly Villager? I I don't have his contact. I'm sure he can get it. But if he that would be hilarious if he rolled in there. Hey, uh, Stephen Waldron, he's working on a swing out there now. Right. Hey, make sure you get Ross's contact info for Gio. He wants to bring him to the Portly Villager, okay? Yeah, it'd okay. be awesome. I mean, he's out on Long Island a lot. Look at Stephen. This is going to be bad. It's just going to be bad today. He is going to be so annoying. He changed his flight to play golf with me. So that's why. Look at that. You are a star. Yeah. Like, like well, that's something that somebody would do for a celebrity. Well, in his eyes, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> See, now, you know what? Steven didn't go out there to work on his swing. He went out there to prove to us he's not sleeping because he slept for <laughs> most of these five days back there. So he's just like, he wants to show everybody, he wants to show all the bosses that, hey, look, I'm awake. I, I am awake. Didn't he leave to take a shower during the show yesterday? Uh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I don't have heard. I've heard. You know what? I do. I do know that some of the bosses are watching on a daily basis. So we are promoting the the Super Bowl and everything that's going on on Super Bowl Sunday. And tonight is the Super Bowl greatest commercials yeah. on oh, CBS at eight o'clock with me and Danny Rua. Nice CBS eight o'clock Eastern Super Bowl's greatest commercials. And uh, do you have like the 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 ranking or the number one? You doing that again? Where you counting them down? Yeah, the top twelve all time Super Bowl commercials. That's okay. what we're counting down. And uh, I'm not I'm not sure who was the total winner yet. We had to do a couple closes. Oh, okay. Uh, for different commercials to be the winner. So that's all voted on by people tonight. On you know. Uh, Scanning the QR code that you can see on TV or doing it on your web browser on SBGC, I think, dot com, I believe. Well, I think uh, that the mean Joe Green one always has to win, right? That's, well, I, that's I, the I, one. I don't know if it will win or not, but I know it'll be, you know, be in the running for sure. And it's always around football time, right? Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> I wonder if the Drew Barrymore Budweiser frog thing made the cut or not. Because she actually said that they're probably going to cut this. Remember that? Yes. Did they cut that yesterday? I don't. I don't know. I'd have to ask. But she was like, probably, "Bud, yeah, Bud." But she was. What she said is, she was watching it high. That Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. She's yes. like, "Yeah, we're probably gonna cut this." I don't know if I can say it. So I was watching the Super Bowl high, and these frogs come on. <laughs> uh, was Man, the? I mean, you you you're like in love with Drew Barrymore now. No, I mean, no, I wouldn't say that. I think I was. I I loved the experience of being okay. on the show. All right. Okay. You know. I mean, I didn't. She was great. She was awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that that ended up making the cut or not. And was that Budweiser? Remember the What's Up guys? What's up? <laughs> was that a Super Bowl commercial? Uh, it was a Super Bowl commercial, <laughs> but I don't know if it made it. Uh, Here, I, I just want to show you this. If you want to hit that, okay. I'm gonna hit this. Yes. And I'm gonna watch <clears throat> something. Can I put it up to the microphone? If you want to, so people can hear it. Stop. Yes. All right. I'm Homer Esiason representing left-handed quarterbacks. A southpaw beat someone solid at right tackle like John Bella for Ken Stabler in Super Bowl Eleven to protect this area where we can't see the big guys coming. Alex was the blind side. Oh, look at that. They got it right. So you're yes. on Jeopardy again. Awesome. Yeah, we all did our Jeopardy questions again to, you know, kind of coincide with what's going on here at the Super Bowl. That is great. Did, did Phil did one too? Yes, he did. Okay. I did not get Phil's highlight. I only got that one. Okay, yeah. We see enough of Phil anyway. He was funny. I went up to him and uh, he goes, oh, Gio. He's like, you're here? I didn't know you are here. I was just killing you for 20 minutes over there. <laughs> <laughs> he was very upset at James Brown. Was he? Yeah, he came in last night and called him a communist. 
What? Uh, he's gonna, he could, yeah, because he confirmed that you know he was wearing Diana, his wife's glasses. Yeah, and he, so he was really legit mad at JB? I, th I think he was, yes. Oh, I think wow. he's about had enough of this nonsense with you guys. <laughs> After you guys had left, he was looking for you because you, you had left before he did. And he was like, uh, where's your team? I wanted to slap him each in the ass. You know how he likes to slap oh, everybody yeah, yeah, in the yeah. ass? Yeah. He said, yeah, they ran out of here. They're afraid of you. <laughs> if Phil Simms slapped Al in the ass as hard as he slapped me in the ass, yes. Al's torso would separate from his <laughs> legs. I'm telling you, that was the hardest slap I've ever had in my life. That's a, a Sims family tradition, as he says. Yeah, apparently. Down south, just slapping each other's asses. Well, I think it's more with him and his sons now. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the Sims boys just smacking each other's asses right down the hallway. It's Feel Good Football Friday live from the Blue Wire Studios here at Win Las Vegas. We've got Jerry Recco back again. He's got another update for us, and we finally will hear some Woody Johnson this hour. What's going on, Jerry? We are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. We will. Now, we're not going to hear the one about Zach Wilson because the audio is terrible. I can barely make it out out there, so I figure why. But you've discussed it already, talking about how they need a backup quarterback this year because they didn't have one this past Zach season. Zach Wilson sucks. You know, that, that is amazing that Woody Johnson yeah. would have said that because now it gives us a better perspective of what the hell was going on over, you know, at Florham Park. Because if the owner came out and said, we didn't even have a backup quarterback, exactly. that means that that, that remember the uh, report about him not wanting to go back in and play after they put Tim yeah. Boyle in and all that? Or, that, that I, that's exactly what Woody's talking about. And then I guess he had some meetings with Joe Douglas and Rob Sala. And Aaron. And Aaron, well, <laughs> whatever. But, uh, and I guess he made it abundantly clear that this, another year like this is going to be completely unacceptable. Yeah, so Rob Sala on notice. And he also said he needs an interpreter for when Aaron Rodgers speaks, essentially. Uh, here was Woody with ESPN just talking about the bad season. Disappointment doesn't nearly cover it. You know, I mean, it's... Uh, just, you know, we work for the fans, and we want to do a good job for the fans. And to see them disappointed like this when we had everything going, you know, is it's very frustrating, very difficult. Uh, very much so. And then he was asked the range of emotions when Aaron Rodgers got injured. Just picture this. It's a night stadium. Everybody's got their wristbands on like Taylor Swift. You know, they've got all the red and the blue and the, not red and blue, but green and, and white. He takes the American flag out four plays later. The elation goes down to zero. I mean, that, it was unbelievable. I've never been through anything like that. And they Grant. won the game, too, by the way, which yes. is even more amazing. Against the Bills. Yeah, because Josh Allen decided to give the ball away about four times, I think, that game. Red and blue and goddamn colors again. <laughs> Somebody help me out here. Oh, green and white. That's right. Green and white. I think where he was messing up was, the you know, Aaron Rodgers came out with the flag. Yeah, I know. And the red, just, white, and blue. You're right. Yeah, that's just right. funny. <laughs> Speaking of owners, here's Jerry Jones. Similar type of uh, feeling with his uh, with the way his season ended with the Cowboys. Believe you me, no one in the world is more appreciative of how much we let the fans down by not getting it done against Green Bay. We mm -hmm. got to change that. Uh, that would Balls. be nice. Yes, yeah, there are 32 teams, and only two teams make it this far. So that means all 30 other owners are all feeling the same way as Woody Johnson and. And uh, Jerry Jones. 
And then I was why I guess Tony Romo must have given a, comp, uh, to- a comment. Tony Romo said the Cowboys are close. They need to get over the hump, but yeah. like they've got a lot of talent. So he was being positive. By yes. the way, their defense got decimated late in the year as well with a lot of injuries. They lost Vanderash. They lost Diggs. No, right. well, no, not that's not fair. They lost Diggs week two, and they lost Vanderash in like week six. Yeah, but they ended up. Losing other guys they in, did. in the playoffs, especially on excuse me, especially on defense. That is true, and they weren't the same as when the season began. All right, so then Stephen A. Smith starts screaming and yelling about what Tony Romo says. Yeah, I opted not to play it. I just I didn't think it was really anything. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony Romo's talking to the Dallas Morning News, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. And he's trying to put a positive spin on what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys. And the fact that Dak Prescott came in second in MVP voting means that the coach is obviously doing something right. Right? Except in that game. Yeah. Except in that game. He had a bad game. Yeah, sure. So everybody's screaming and yelling about firing the coach and everything else. Like, they have no idea what it means to sit in an offensive meeting room and figure out an offense. Like, just get rid of this guy. Get rid of that guy. Bring in another guy and thinking everything is going to change. This is how this happened. Tony's doing 10 million interviews. Yes. He's going to be positive because he has to be. He's promoting the game. He's not going to say anything negative about anybody. It's been a really slow Super Bowl week. Stephen A. Smith and the Cowboys are like a thing. It's their default setting. So since it was a uh, new, somewhat new Cowboy story that he could scream about, it just became content. Probably doesn't give a crap about what Tony Romo said (laughs) about the Cowboys. It just fell on their lap because they get the most ratings when they talk about the Cowboys. Which they talk about a lot. Which they talk about 90% of the time. I get it. But I just like, if what you killing Tony Romo over giving a somewhat of a positive interview back in his hometown where he lives for the franchise that he plays for? I understand. You spend like 40 minutes screaming about it? Like it, like it matters? I, right. I, t- I told you how this happened. I know. If Stephen A. Smith, if we hung around and talked to him about that later today, he, it, he he's an actor. You know, and yes. he's great at it, but he's, I don't think he's really passionate about what Tony, there's been no. nothing going on this Super Bowl week. They got this, so many hours, just like we do, uh, to, for content, this Cowboys thing just floated into his lap and he was like, you know what? Let me slam Tony Romo and do something with this. That's, Which I that's think what fans expect. You, you could probably take anything that anybody says in these media scrums and make a whole discussion exactly, point out of it. I understand. But it was the Cowboys. I just, they just came love off like just, the Cowboys. It just came off as totally disingenuous. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Would you like me to have that for next hour? Would you like that? No, 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 I agree. I, that's what I'm asking. Um, here's Dion, another one of our favorites. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he, this is more Super Bowl related because he's talking about Brock Purdy, and he's impressed by the kid. I love this kid, man. I mean, shoot, I'm looking for a, block, uh, a Brock Purdy. Yeah. <laughs> Brock Purdy. I'm sorry, I can't recruit. Right now. It's a period. I'm sorry, it's a damn period. <laughs> So I ran into Warren Sapp yesterday. Okay. So he comes out and I says, so Warren, are you going to Colorado to go work with Dion? And according to Warren, it, he seems like he's going, hmm. but he's going as a GA. Oh, no kidding. He wants to get his foot in the door coaching and he wants to do it the right way. Good for him. He's been a GA for a long time. Gigantic a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
Well, it wasn't that to me yesterday. That, the, we had a nice conversation. I was just asking. <laughs> he seemed really, really uh, upbeat about it. That's all. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised he's he's here at this particular Super Bowl because he's had issues at other Super Bowls. Yeah, wasn't it in Phoenix he had the issue? I think. Yeah, yeah I, he seems like he's all jacked up and ready to roll. That guy's an a hole. <laughs> Um, here is Baker Mayfield. So he was on with Kay Adams. Sorry, the Jets should have drafted him. The Jets had a, tra- a chance to draft him, and they didn't. Well, at least they got Dwayne Robertson a few years later. <laughs> okay. With the one-liners. And you are unbelievable. <laughs> uh, here's Baker Mayfield. So he was on with Kay Adams on FanDuel TV. It looks like Steve Young, I guess, was on too. you got to have to listen through this a little bit. Um, but... You tell me if the way it's been written, Baker is kind of confirming that he'll be back in Tampa next year. People. Most people, you know. Why, why is it whenever I'm in interviews or crying down, yeah. I get like a million messages? Oh, I appreciate that. But you get a million messages all the time. No, not all the yeah. time. Get some pieces back. We should slate maybe because. Go in there and make yeah. a career. Can exactly. we slate? Awesome. Yeah. It's a I think we should. Do, bro. It is. Way to go. I, I started it. there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Did you hear him say we got to get a couple pieces? Going back there, that good, people good are running with this audio. Back. All right, well, good for him like if he's, he's going confirming. back there. Yeah, no, nice. I'm sure he will be, but I don't know if you take that as a confirmation you know, or you not. You know, it's amazing. You look at his QB record with the uh, with the Bucks, nine and eight. All those numbers that you see right there with the Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield were pretty much the same numbers that Carson Wentz had with the Colts. Hmm. But the Colts didn't make the playoffs. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks did. Very true. Now, one more from the NFL. And I did not know. So we know that um, Amy Lawrence is here. We know that uh, Zach Gelb is here. Amy Amy Lawrence is here? Yeah. She's been doing shows all week. I feel bad. I was supposed to call in last night. (laughs) (laughs) And I got up too late. And and, and And Boomer's going to join us. And by the time I got down here, I just, I feel bad because I like Amy and I. You forgot. All right. Screwed up. She on Radio Row? Yeah. Oh, wow. She's been on Radio Row. We saw Zach Gelb is here. We know Peter Schwartz is here. Yeah. You know who else is here? Asking questions. To Travis Kelsey, Daniel McCartan. How about that? No, no, hold on, not yet. Hold on, hold on. Let me set it up. Well, who was running the board back there? No, Zeus trying to keep it tight. He's doing fine. He's trying to keep it. (laughs) No, 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 no. I might have hit it there too. That's fine. So Danielle's been actually out talking to the players, and she goes to Travis Kelsey, and she's giving him lyrics of a Taylor Swift song to see if he can finish the lyrics. Yeah, now you play. I wonder if you can help me complete this lyric here. Karma is the guy on the... Chiefs, of course. Finishing. Coming straight. (sighs) What's the second question? (laughs) (laughs) See, she separated herself, though, because I actually saw that on something yesterday. Yeah, and I'm like, I didn't realize, they didn't show Danielle asking the question. You just heard her singing the question. Wow. What, who, how was, how'd you what, get who, out how? here? <laughs> I imagine all of them in an Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> like the real world. Like the worst season of the real world. <laughs> or Peter was like, I have room under the bridge I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're staying at the tent outside of that penitentiary golf course. <laughs> Wait, who credentialed? These people. Oh, they credential anybody, and they do they? they. Yes, and you work for FAN. They're gonna, they'll get a credential, no problem. They I, credential people running around like superheroes. Yeah, I guess you're right. That is true. <laughs> yeah, you get the media day stuff. I, I don't. You put a yeah. I'm just wondering. I didn't realize. So, is she doing her show from out here? I would imagine. 
Tomorrow? I, I, I don't know. I, I guess. She doesn't have a regular spot, though. Well, right? she She's does fun. a show every weekend. I don't know that it's a regular weekend? time. Yeah, I so I would think does. that she would be coming from here. Is she going to the game? I she working for us or she I don't know <laughs> all I know is there was a clip in the system that said WFAN zone <laughs> Danielle McCartan asked the question I'm like well she's down here did Spike Over start her, send her out here Spike's so checked out you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's not doing anything <laughs> kidding me you think Spike is checked out oh, think you kidding me? He probably, you, she probably went to him. Spike, can I get her to jail? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I thought this whole big thing was not going to come to an end until they found his replacement and everything else. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, he's physically he's around, but he's mentally he is checked oh, yeah. out. 100%. He's all with the Sixers now. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, he's saying we again in some of his yeah. tweets about Philadelphia. It's it's over. Oh, it's it over, man. over. All right, a yep. couple of other things to get to this hour. Um, Michigan reportedly hiring Wink Martindale as the new defensive coordinator. It does look like Mike Zimmer will be the new defensive coordinator in Dallas. I want to get to the Knicks. They played the Mavericks last night. I mean, it's like uh, there's no one. It's not the Knicks team we've been watching all year because of the injury. So I don't know that anybody expected them to win, and they did not. Luca against Toppin. <clears throat> One-on-one, measuring him at the top. Picks up the dribble to Kyrie, back to Luka. Seven to shoot as he works to his right. One bounce, pull up for three again. It's good again. And a five of 12 from deep, 33. He found Toppin and knew he was going to do that step back. 108-93. That's Maverick. Oh, well, I'll tell you, this reminds me. You see that Instagram thing I sent you yesterday, the guys that were so negative on the dra- Jalen Brunson addition to the Knicks? Yeah, yep. Nick Wright was one of them, and Stephen A. was in there as I mean, well. Stephen A., they killed the Brunson coming to New York. And you and I were like, finally, we got a point guard. Yeah, I'm, I was surprised. I don't remember that at the time that people were down on that. Yeah, I thought everybody thought it was a good move. Yeah, so did I. And they, they got him cheap, and I, I mean, they had the tampering thing. But I don't. I didn't remember those guys trashing him, but I guess they did. I mean, the guy wins, you know, NCAA Player of the Year. He wins national championships. And he's worked his way. He fell to a second round draft pick. And then all he's done is worked his way into being one of the, I mean, it's just started. It's only a year and a half now, but one of the great point guards in New York Nick history. I don't know if that just points to how bad the point guard situation has been around here. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, but he's or been a testament good, though. To, I know. Or a testament to how good he really is. Yeah. So the Mavericks win 122 to 108. Um, in the locker room afterwards, I don't know the reporter, I don't know the player. But I do know that there is a sound that is made that certainly has people's head turning. You guys can identify the sound and tell me if it's a real sound, and then I'll tell you how it's labeled. Go ahead. I would just say I'm a more consistent shooter. Damn. 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 By the reaction of the guy who said, damn, means that that's a real fart. (laughs) Wow. Think about how far that sound traveled. Yeah. Yeah. One more time. I would just say I'm a more consistent shooter. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Sounds like a boo-boozella. Damn. <laughs> and that, like, that's the sound of a guy who's, who would be duped in the next 20 minutes or less. Because like, it's like squeezing out. You know what I'm saying? Come on. It's, 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 it's blocked. You know, the air is, has to sneak its way out. You know, you, you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <clears throat> a, there was a, that, a very future. tight sphincter. Oh, my God. What? 
What did he say? I said either that or he has a very tight sphincter. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Send me that, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's another one from the uh, the the Nick world. This is another one from the Roommate Podcast with Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson. I guess I'll never. I guess it'll never bother me again if anybody mispronounce. You know, we have fun with Russo with mispronouncing names. I think that, I think this is Josh Hart. Talking about his new teammates, you know, Agachua and and, and, and Agachua. Badobi, um, Sanaka was going wait, to Indiana. After hear all three names, I hold on. You know, so this is what happens when you want to get into broadcasting. Like <laughs> <laughs> you would have never known that Josh Hart would screw up these names. He doesn't know their you names. I, I know you would think that they're teammates or he, they've been around the league. He's been around yeah. the league. He's a smart guy, right? Yes. So it's a Chua. It's Ananobi. I forget the third one, but uh, oh, it's Pasco Siakam. All right, so let's let's listen to this again. You know, Agachua and and Anabadovi, um, Sanakum's going to Indiana. <laughs> what? what? Man, wow. Sanakum. <laughs> Not everybody has an easy name like Josh Hart. <laughs> Anabakanobi. <laughs> what, what did he call Abadobi? Abadobi. What? That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, he's not even close on all three of them. What does he call him? What does he call his teammates? Oh, and Badobi. And Badobi. And Badobi. And even Precious Achua's on. I don't think it's that. The Ananobi one, okay, fine. And even Siakam. But the Achua, I don't know. Achua. Achua. The Nets lost to the Cavaliers. Uh, I can't even see that. 118 to 95. I got to start bringing glasses in. Uh, Donovan Mitchell at 27. The Cleveland Cavaliers have now won eight straight, and I think it's 16 of 17, as they are now in uh, second place in the East, as we know. And then from the NHL, the Islanders beat the Lightning 6 to 2. The Flames over the Devils 5 to 3. You've got Rangers in Chicago to play the Blackhawks. And since we all love golf, I thought you would find this interesting. I don't know if you did a sportsman on this or not, or maybe you will Monday. Cristobal del Solar 57. shot a 57 yep. in a corn ferry to now it's a par 70. He was 13 under for the 57. Oh, 57, But man. he also missed, how about this? He missed a 10-foot birdie putt on 18 for 56. <clears throat> God. You know, I'm wondering because you had, um, what's his name at the, at the Pebble? A right? Wyndham so Clark. Clark just shot a 60. Yeah. He set the course record mm-hmm. for a single round <laughs> at Pebble Beach. And all of a sudden, like, I don't know about you guys. I feel like the numbers and the scores are going lower and these lower guys are and just lower so and lower. Freaking so, good. Remember, they, they tiger-proof supposedly yeah. Augusta because he was just hitting the ball too far and everything else. Are we going to have to go through a well, redo with these golf courses no, again? If you saw what they did about two months ago, I think in 2025, you're going to have the flight of the ball reduced a little yeah, bit. they roll in the golf ball. They back. have to. Because yeah. otherwise, I mean, you can't stretch courses out to 9,000 yards. So that's what they're going to, that's how they're going to restrict you're going it. you going to be playing with a restricted ball? <laughs> Supposedly, it won't affect amateurs. It's more the max spin rate that these pros generate will not have the same effect on the ball. Okay. <laughs> I think we'll be okay with so our 210 yard drive. It's just the ball. It's not the <laughs> I think actual it's, clubs. I think it's the ball. I don't know about yeah, the clubs. It's the ball. It's just, I don't know. You see some of these drivers. It's crazy. And when you watch them in really super slow motion yeah. when they're actually hitting the ball, how they are kind of like indenting and then exploding into sure. the ball. I almost exploded the head of the guys we were playing with yesterday when I hit that one sideways. <laughs> you almost hit somebody in the head again, Jerry? <laughs> well, I wasn't that close. But after like three good drives in a row, I'm feeling pretty good. I won a hole, and then I hit a ball sideways. <laughs> I will have to say this. You know, playing with Jerry, because of his past misfortunes, 
I always stay behind him when he's swimming. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yes. And I will not hit a ball near a tree anymore. <laughs> yes, I, I know not. that. I know that. But I, I basically stayed behind you or completely away from me on the other side of the fairway. Remember when you were getting the drink and the poor guy was teeing off and he hit it right at you. Right oh, yeah. <laughs> so the husband of the, the golf Who stunk? So... The cart. This is yesterday. Yeah. So the the, the cart goat comes up. I get a, a couple of drinks, and I mean, I'm telling you, he there is no way that this golf ball <laughs> from where he was or where I was. There's just no way, you know. Since it's par three, next thing I know, four. He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? And Jerry, it, so that that hole where you hit it sideways. Yeah. So the f first one he hit size, you're like, four right! You yelled it out. <laughs> then you did almost the same thing. Much further, but yeah. Right. Then you just went, four. You <laughs> <laughs> were so mad. Four. I was. I was. I, it's one thing to hit a bad shot. It's a two in a row like that is embarrassing. That yeah. was embarrassing. Trust me, I know. You didn't really hit one bad shot. The only bad shot you had is after you killed the birds. <laughs> no, you yeah, had yeah. The, well, yeah. After that was after your birdie. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You went after about a thousand birdies. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. So a friend of mine sends me a text this morning. Must be watching. So Steve, I got your text, and here it is. He uh, says, I saw Dua Lipa on Kimmel last night. Gio's obsession makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> so Kimmel's in L.A. Yeah, right? he's in L.A. That's yeah. where he comes out of. That's right. Yep. So um, so we were told that she was going to be in New York when we were out here and that this couldn't work and all this stuff wasn't going to happen. So uh, somebody's got this whole thing screwed up. So is there a chance that we will see Dua Lipa next week or no? Uh, I I don't think so. I, I Once they called up and did that whole thing, I, I emo emotionally detached myself from the situation so I wouldn't be disappointed. I was just like, hey, doesn't sound like it's going to happen. But I caught them immediately. So they don't understand the, the, the word obsession. They don't understand. I know where she is at all times. <laughs> <laughs> so they tried You're not to a stalker, are you? No, I mean, but it's really I, I'm kidding. But with the Instagram, yes, and like she's a national, she's an international pop star. She's on all sorts of shows. It's not, it's not hard to find out where she is. So <clears throat> the uh, they're like, oh, it's going to be she's going to be gone from this day or in New York from this day to this day when you're gone. All right. And so then, the people we're talking about are Karen Carson, what a mangina from. Uh, <laughs> Minge, not mangina. Minge. Oh, minge. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I thought vagina. Was, uh, I thought his name was mangina. I'm sorry. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. So here. <laughs> 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 All right. So. All right. Yeah. So they came down and they were wanting us to be a part of their toy drive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which they so they used the charity. Mm -hmm. We're good with it. Yep. The moment that they were talking about how short they were and that they needed a thousand more toys or a thousand dollars worth of more toys, yep. you and I immediately went on their Amazon site. That's right. And we bought all the toys and bought out what she needed. And our listeners, because we put it out there, really contributed as well. All right. So now you're telling me. Now, Al, you, you're good at stuff like this. You see things. But you've been around radio a long time. 
And you were a little bit, if I remember correctly, you were a little bit cynical that this was going to actually happen. Yeah, from the get-go. Yeah, it just seemed like they don't really have a say in that, whether she's coming on the show. She's she's too big a star, I think. All right, so do you think that we are ever going to get Dua Lipa to come on the show, or do you think that this was a whole fagazi thing by Karen and Mangina? Fagazi. <laughs> so I'm going to call him that now. Yeah, that's totally fagazi. Uh, yeah. Well, I said when they called up, I was like, what do you mean she's going to be in New York? That day? It's the Grammys and she's performing. You know, so I knew that that's so one of two things are going on. One, they just threw out those dates saying, hey, we tried. You're not in New York when she's in New York. So we found out that's fault. a lot. Right. And they were just trying to run, you know, a defense on that. Or two, they're messing with me. And one day the door opens and Dua Lipa comes in the door. Right. That that would be the other thing. But I, I, I mean, I'm, that's the only thing that could happen now where this is going to clean up this mess that we have on our hands. That Yes. It's a little so bit of... I, you know, I love Karen. She's great. But, you know. That's Saquon again, by the way. <laughs> Saquon likes to stay out late. Damn. Damn. Go for it, Al. <laughs> but, I, but I do believe yeah. that I, I believe that they're going to come through. Really? Am I? Am I eh. Was I born yesterday? No. I, I do have some street sense. There's no way that Karen Carson is coming into our studio, sitting next to me, looking me in the eyes. Yeah. And saying, please get involved in my toy, my toy drive for Christmas because it's so important for the children. Yeah. And you and I bought in. Yep, that's right. We said we would buy in, however, because you guys are the music station if you would help us bring in Dua Lipa. That's, that is correct. And now you think that they said that she was going to be in New York when we were here. So therefore she could never come on our show. So it's really our fault when yeah. in actuality she stayed in LA the whole time. That is correct. That's where we're at right now. Oh, boy. That's where we're at. But they did say they had strong connections to a lot of people in her camp and that she was coming in and, and they were excited she'd be on WFAN and all that stuff. They said all that. And she's going to be in the building. That's what they swore was going to happen. Bull crap central. <laughs> so we will, so we will you see. Think, you think it's bull crap central? I do, yep. I think there's a shot. I think there's a shot. Do you think that... We're getting played the way that you got played regarding Randy Moss. <laughs> I do. Although there was no like oh flim flam thing where they were giving you a fake Dua Lipa. You know, yes. like they didn't promise you Dua Lipa who is not a superstar. Like right. I was promised Randy Moss, the non-superstar one. <laughs> no, you were not promised Randy Moss, the non-superstar. Well, yeah, I guess you were. Yeah, yes. I was, unfortunately. But then you're the one who screwed it up and thought that it was going to be the wide receiver Randy Moss. Yeah, they weren't really forthcoming in their emails, but ultimately my fault right but this is ultimately their fault morning show do a loop do a loop situation <laughs> that's what we're right. gonna get do a loop we're not gonna get to a loop and they'll dupe al with that <laughs> uh all right it is boomer and geo on the fan and cbs sports network uh we'll take a quick break and gary v is gonna join us coming up at uh just a couple of minutes from now <laughs> man i tell you that saquon stuff is unbelievable isn't it is it good? This guy's living his best life out here. <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> We're Geo Cody alive from the Traveling Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network from the Blue Wire Studios <clears throat> here at the Win in Las Vegas. And the only man that I think is busier than Boomer Esiason to my right is my man, Gary V. Gary Vanerchuk 
to my left who has a hand in everything possible. Do you, have, do you understand from Super Bowl commercials to affordable wine to the New York Jets to sports trading cards? This man, and when they call him a serial entrepreneur, that's yes. the perfect way to describe him. Gary, thanks for being with us. How are you this morning? Boys, I'm well. It's good to see you. And I'm happy to be here. You know, Gary, I got to tell you, you are Mr. Positive. I mean, you are optimistic <laughs> about everything. That's one of the reasons why so many people love you and love to hear you talk. And you always come at everything with this rosy attitude, which I totally but appreciate. Practical. Right now, I know it's all practical, Thank but you. I totally appreciate that. The people I work with on this radio station are totally pessimistic about everything. Well, good news. I'm pessimistic about the Jets. So there is one common place that I understand the concept of cynicism, pessimism, and concern. All right, so you're walking into a hornet's nest, I'm just telling you. Well, listen. I try my best to you know, lift their spirits and everything else, but it's almost impossible. <laughs> So uh, take us through your yes. emotions beginning of the season, four plays in, Aaron Rodgers and the Achilles. What? Wh how, how did you react? Let's take it back a couple minutes before that. I looked over to my brother AJ and I said, is Vinny the honorary captain? And, you know, literally the only other time that the mainstream media universally thought the Jets had a real shot was 99 coming off the 98 AFC championship game. We loaded up with all those guys at water and Eric Green and all those guys and Obviously, Vinny was out for the year in that first game. And so the fact that even I took note of that, and then when Aaron went down on the fourth play, and then when he sat down, I'm like, he's out for the year. This was it. And so looked to my left, saw my little guy, Xander. He was crying, and I was like, I'm just a bad human being for bringing, for bringing him <laughs> so into this world. you have some negativity in your life. Oh, yes, it's, it's I see the, that. It's the one place that makes me understand how people think about the real world. To your point, yeah. I'm practically optimistic. I think there's always a way, especially, by the way, for anyone who's listening to this. You live in America, in this world of the internet and social media, like we were talking before. Yeah. Like, There's unlimited opportunity, and if you decide it's bad, then it's bad. And if you decide it's good, it's good. I can't control Jets football, and that's that's a, that's a whole different genre. That's a, that's the reality of your life. So, uh, Gio was talking about everything that you're involved in. I know you've had what about eleven commercials in the mm -hmm. Super Bowl, mm -hmm. and you have one this year. Yep. So, what's the product? Starry, which is the new lemon lime soda that's sweeping the nation. Old Spice is in it, and so we expect a ton of reaction. Old uh, Spice or Ice? Spice? Excuse me, Ice Spice. Thank you. It's a little early say, here, but Old Spice. Old Spice, would, old spice it, is boom. <laughs> <snake famous. laughs> I got my body wash. <laughs> By the yes. way, we might have just set up next year's Super Bowl. Okay. Boomer and Ice Spice could be a remarkable yes. spot. A remarkable spot. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So, so thirty seconds for yes. seven million dollars a spot. I think it's underpriced. What I do for a living at Boehner Media, our ad firm, is try to analyze what's underpriced and overpriced media buying. Social media dominates because it's not a set price. You bid on it. And so there's a lot of angles, a lot of ways to kind of day trade attention. In traditional media, there's floor pricing, a billboard, newspaper, television, radio. But to actually get people to consume it, so much media is spent on how many might hear it, might see it. Super Bowl is must-see TV for the commercial itself. As a matter of fact, a lot of this Taylor Swift crowd normally just watches for the commercials. They're going to watch the game this time. Right, they're going to watch the game. They're going to want to see the reactions That's from right. her, especially if her boyfriend does something That's like right. he did two and, weeks ago in And Baltimore. he will do something. It's so unlikely it's, it's he will. It's interesting. You talk about this. So yes. I actually, for the last 13 years, have hosted a show on CBS yes. called Super Bowl's Greatest Commercials. Yes, I'm aware. That is ridiculous. I'm aware. 
I mean, it's an hour show, and we're re-showing yep. you know, all these commercials that you've seen before. It also rates well. It, no, People it rates, watch it's it. It's always the highest yeah. rated in its slot, so yep. it's great. I don't think it has, well, I think it has more to do with Danny, Danny Rua, than it does me, I will be <laughs> honest, because she's great. But the, the fact of the matter is, you know, Tony Toronto, one of the guys who sells the ads yes. for CBS, yes. To hear you say that it's underpriced, he's right now sticking like a, a knife in his eyeballs. <laughs> I could have got $10 million for these. Uh, look, I, I think they're underpriced. I mean, there's when I look at what the Fortune 500 companies spend on all sorts of different activities, millions of dollars that don't touch a fraction of the potential of actual consumption, uh, I think it's a, it's a huge opportunity. Look, it's a lot of money. It's only $7 million to place it. Then you got to make it. These True. celebrities yeah, cost yes. money. The production company, us agencies make a little do bit you, of money do you on have it. A, do you have a celebrity in your commercial? Yes, Ice Spice. Oh, Ice Spice. I'm yes, sorry, that's no why Ice Spice is okay. So um, when you when you decide, do you know when it's going to be playing? Yes, I think it's in the first half. Uh, but it kind of oh, it, the way they do it is based on series. So as you can imagine, as someone who's played football, yeah. some drives last longer than others. So it's either late first, early second quarter. <clears throat> Gary V in studio <clears throat> with us this morning. Thanks for getting up so early and uh, coming yeah. down and, and hanging with us. Uh, I want to get your take on what Bud Light has gone through and yes. now their approach. Where of course there was all the the controversy and the the route that they had with their previous marketing director and getting uh, Devin Mulvaney involved yes. and now they have gone swung the pendulum the other way. Yes, uh, Peyton Manning, yes. Shane Gillis, you know the UFC testosterone city, yep. yeah, yep. UFC um, and everything. Yeah. yeah. So so what from your standpoint, your expertise in this field, are they doing the right thing? Yeah, I mean, look, they've got, look, the reality is nobody who's driving right now is confused that America, unfortunately, has gotten way too extreme blue and re way, way too extreme red. And the reality is we need to get back to purple to get on track because people are distracted. So in those high emotions, just like high emotions in sports, there's going to be things that happen. So they adjust to, look, businesses are in the business of doing business. So they start getting affected with negative sales. And so what are they going to do? They're going to create scenarios. But the reality is, is that right now we're in such a hornet's nest for all brands. And all of them are treading lightly because they don't want to get caught up in this political tornado. And really in 2024, we've got an election year. So this is probably going to be the most conservative content you'll see from people. As far as have they done the right thing, anytime you get punched in the face, you know, you've got to react to it. And it's always a challenge to get up and hang on and finish the fight. And so from my perspective, they've done a really strong job of weathering of, the storm. Of trying to come back. 100%. They lost $27 billion in market cap. It's insane. And so, look, I mean, the reality is, is like, you know, these brands are definitely a little bit more timid because they don't want to deal with either side yeah, but on this Bud stuff. Light's not being timid. I mean, they're trying to get back into the frat house but, but, brand but they, that they, they were, according they, to the previous yeah, marketing but, director. But I would say this. They were, they, uh, I'll use the fighting analogy again. They were quiet in the upfront properly. When you get knocked down in the second round, you're holding on in the late second round, third round, you're trying to get your stuff together. And by the sixth, seventh round, you can go back on the offense. That's how I see it from afar. Gary Vaynerchuk with us, Boomer and Geo on the fan and, and CBS Sports Network. I follow you on Instagram. You're always talking about this, this wine situation that you wine have. Text. Yeah. And I, I, now I haven't gotten involved with this, but why not? Well, I, I, that's, I just, un, that's unfortunate. I'm too Gio. busy, but I want to. You're, <laughs> you're too busy to get a text on an eighty dollars wine that we sell for twenty bucks, and you can just hit the number three, and it comes to your home. That's the that's the reason it exploded. It's literally the easiest way to buy wine. Yeah, I had no better excuse. I need, okay, I need to get involved. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But the, so, did you hear this this idea? This is genius. Yes. Absolute genius. So friction. 
So the way I think about everything is friction. I launched winelibrary.com for my dad's liquor store in Jersey in 96 because I thought it was better to buy wine. And the first three, four years, everybody made fun of me. They're like, why wouldn't I just go to the wine store? And I'm like, because buying on the internet's better. And it took a while, cheaper, better. And so, yeah, I mean, I think everything, when I think about consumers, is eliminating friction. Got it? Yes, yes. Speed. Look how many people buy a... $28 $28 bagel in New York City. You know how many people listening right now bought a $28 bagel because they ordered it on Postmates, paid the VIG, paid the delivery fee? Like, yeah. people will pay for convenience. Yeah, convenience, 100%. 100%. So let me ask you about the wine. Yes. Uh, I'm kind of a wine connoisseur, and mm-hmm. I, I've turned Gio into one as well. Oh, I like well. this. We need to get together and drink some wine. <laughs> By the way, yeah, real quick, I have to say this, because my friend Al will be very upset. We need to get together and drink wine. We must talk about that Eagles game the Jets-Eagles game that you played in 93 is talked about with me and my friends minimally once a month. That's how much we hate Eric Allen. Yeah, that was the Eric ah. Allen interception return. And there were two penalties on the return that should have been called that they weren't called. And but by that's... the way, Johnny Mitchell to this day is yeah. one of my most favorite underrated Jets talents. That dude was talented. I love Johnny Mitchell. Uh, yes. So much so, in fact, that my last year playing with him yes. on Saturday night, I would room with him. To make sure to that make sure he, he would play he on Sunday. Well, I just wanted, <clears throat> I wanted to make sure <clears throat> that he knew what he was doing on the field. Pure talent. Because there was times where <laughs> I would drop back. and I and He's supposed ha- to be here. Right. But, you know, this, this is what's happening between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey to push it forward to this Super Bowl. When I watch their tape, I'm not really sure what they're doing. I don't know how they are running their offense. I don't know what... It seems like Travis is looking at something down the field and then reacting to it, and then Patrick reacting to him, which is like a telepathic way of doing things. Yes. I, I was one of these quarterbacks. I needed to know where my guys were going. Yeah. And I remember early when I started with Johnny Mitchell, who you're talking about, yes. was an incredible talent. Yes. He could throw the ball from the 50-yard line on his knee, right-handed to the goal line, and then go on the other knee and throw it left-handed to the goal line. That's the kind of athlete he this was. This was a tight end, by the way, for everybody who's listening. Right, from Nebraska, of all places. And he came out young. Yeah, he did really come out young. young. So I got him when he was really young. Yes. All right, so uh, there were times where I'd call a play, and he was supposed to go down 12 yards and go out. Yes. Turn out to the sideline. Because we had a guy coming inside. It's concepts. I get it. And you're trying to you know break the field down and make the defenders have to jump on somebody. And then you have to try to anticipate what the defender is doing, depending on what your guys are doing. Yep. And about five times in a row, instead of going out, <laughs> he would go in. And he would go in because he didn't see anybody in there. And, you know, he, he had a very funny voice. And he'd come back in a huddle. He goes, hey, Booms, I was open. I was open. You got to throw me the ball. And I'm like, Johnny, I you can't go there because I'm not we expecting back, you to be there. Back to how talented he was. <clears throat> he used to, like, chop block, go on the ground, and then get back up <clears throat> and get open for you. He was ridiculous how good he was. But, you know, unfortunately, it didn't last long yeah, I enough. I know it didn't. And then, you know, that last year that I was here, Richie Kotai was our yes. coach. <laughs> and we did not have a tight end coach. Right, because he was, yeah, right. I don't know why we didn't have a tight end coach, but we didn't. And, you know, he's going to be one of our more important players. And we drafted Kyle Brady out of Penn I State. I remember, and did not take Warren Sapp. And trust me, I remember. We were talking <laughs> about Warren Sapp this morning. Yes. I remember That's that exactly moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Very Kyle, Kyle actually had a, had good, a good career. career. He, he had did. a very good career, but he wasn't a Hall of Famer no. like Warren Sapp no, was. No, he wasn't. And we already had tight end. Yes, we did. So you were about to say that you're a wine connoisseur. Sorry, Gio. Gio. I'm sorry. I had to get Jets nerdy. I had with this Jets legend. I had to get Jets nerdy. So let me ask you a question. Some of my favorite wine, right? And and you is sea smoke. 
I also like Kistler, like the yeah. Kistler brand. Like, do you like Costa Brown as well? I do like Costa Brown very See much. See what I did there, Gio? Mm -hmm. right? I'm showing my Jets and wine knowledge on Perfect. the show this I morning. Love this. Arista? Yep, no yep. well. Right, so, so is this all available through you or not? Yeah, and as a matter of fact, you just named a lot of the higher in demand, yes. which is why I jumped on Costa Brown. What we focus on is Santa Rita Hills and these places where you're buying these Pinot from. There's a lot of $80, $90 Pinot Noirs in Sonoma and Russian River and Santa Rita and these places that you're buying from that are good at marketing. But the wine's remarkable. Yes, it so is. So you're paying for the ratings and the demand. Uh -huh. And so we're able to find $70, $80 Pinots and sell them for $29.99. I like that. That's exactly mm -hmm. why winetext.com blew up, Gio. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> Man, I tell you, this guy knows what he's doing. Yes, he does. He? I mean, Guys, he you want me? Can I be on like once a week and talk about like nerdy Jets things that have happened? I, I, I feel like a lot of the people that are listening, they like that. Oh, sure. Nerdy, nerdy you know, Jets All stuff. you have to do is listen to the afternoon show. There's a lot of nerdy <laughs> Jets aware, talk I'm there. Aware. Right, exactly. <laughs> Let's talk for Jets for one more second. Offensive line, another receiver. I think, you know, obviously, I kind of like this Jets season coming in now because now everyone's razzing. Last year at the Super Bowl, everybody's hyping it. Are you going to get Aaron, all this? Obviously, all the hype. Now, everyone's like, even if everything looks good, I think America has learned how the Jets stuff plays out. So I like a little bit more of the underdog thing. And I think they're not as far away because they've got a lot of pieces. They've just got to get that offensive well, line they going. need their quarterback. And the quarterback makes the offensive line better. Of like course. I will tell you that Patrick Mahomes has been brilliant through this playoff run. They don't have a great offensive line, but but their offensive line has gotten better because they ran yep. the ball. Yep. But if you notice, very few pre-snap penalties. I see it. And the reason for that is because the guy behind center get it. is telling everybody. I know it. And that's, that's hopefully what you're going to get from Aaron Rodgers. I've, I've listened to both of you at nausea in the morning talk about, you know, number two and what his impact was on the offensive line. I've listened and listened and listened. And look, it's real life stuff. And the reality is Tipman looks like he can play. Vera Tucker needs to stay healthy, but if he plays... Those are two really good draft real picks, guys. by the way. Really good. People, people don't understand I that. agree. All they look at is Mackay back then. That's they, right. They look at the other side. They can't seem to get somebody That's there. Right. But, you know, this happens to every team uh, you every know, throughout, team. The, throughout every the year. Every team. Uh, Rob Sala, where do you stand with your head coach right now? Very pro. You like Rob Sala? I do. See, he is too positive. He's not too positive. No, by the you. Way. Oh, no, no. I'm not too positive. First of all, let's not forget, Vayner Sports is a sports agency my brother AJ and I run. We rep DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner. Okay. We rep Zonovan Knight, who was a running back yeah, for them a couple yeah, years yeah. ago. I'm on the inside. A lot of these dudes are my friends. Yeah. Look, you know this. When things aren't working, I mean, look at how you guys talked about Brian on the Giants side. He was a genius two years ago, and people want him fired for Belichick this year. Yeah. I mean, it's a joke. Well, that's not us. No, no, I listen to you. No, I listen to you. I know you do. I've heard but it. But I would say this, going into this coming season. I'm aware. And I don't think they're much better than they were like two years ago when he first got Who here. they stink? <laughs> well, you can Who say that. Who the Giants stink? All right, so, but let, now. Let's, let's be honest right, out so here. What New happens, York, the Giants stink. What happens, what happens if they when? have a bad year this coming year? When? What do you think is going to happen? I think there's going to be a lot of heat. And, and it's too and, bad and, he's a good and, coach. And, what, are, and what, are the, what is the Giant fan or who is the Giant fan going to want? They're going to want Belichick. Of course. Of course. But the Giant ownership and I hate to say it, like it's a stable, strong sitch there, and they're able to analyze if they've got good coaches or not. They've shown that in the past. Obviously, they've had a, they've had these weird runs where they've gotten a good one, a couple of bad ones, a good one. Look, I think the guy can coach, but look, the Giants stink. <laughs> no, this is important to understand. They're not a good team. We have, they're really not. 
They have, they have a lot of holes. A lot year. of holes. They stink. Yep. <laughs> I'm very passionate about the Giants stinking, I can see. I thought you were supposed to be positive. This is Bizarro Gary Boomer okay. in Jets land. I mean, if you guys, if there was film on yeah. how I acted at Jet games, there's a, there's a one Jet Steeler game. A 90-year-old guy is coming up the stairs wearing a six-time Super Bowl jacket. And the Jets stunningly beat the Steelers for no reason in a season that they didn't have a good season. And I yell at the guy. I'm like, hey, old man, you're finished, right? And everybody kind of giggles or thinks it's a little weird because yeah. he's quite elderly. <laughs> and then my brother looks at me and he goes, if people knew what you actually met. Yeah. I wasn't even talking about the game. Like, I get very bad. I'm a bad guy I when it comes to football. You're age shaming a guy, a football uh, fan that is passionate I, like I, you are. Well, because I don't want. You know how the Steeler fans travel, Boomer. Mm, yes. They come to your stadium. They wave their flags. They're entitled. They. I hate Steeler fans. <laughs> <laughs> Man, hot take, Gary V. This morning, yes. I love it. I'm ready for the NFL preview show. Let me know. Book me. I'm ready for this upcoming season. This is tremendous. All right. You All got right. 8 million things here yes. going on here. So I'm going to have you, because you were kind enough to show up so early. Yes. What What else would you like to get out there that uh, you were involved in? Honestly, before? honestly, it's Gary VEE on social media and every platform. I The reason I enjoy what I do is... I'm, I was born in the Soviet Union. I grew up with nothing. We moved to Queens in a studio apartment, half the size of your studio, and lived with seven, eight family members. I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. And so making content to show people angles. Right now, a lot of businesses <clears throat> listening should be posting on Facebook, but they think it's out of fashion, but it's got tons of organic reach, mm -hmm. right? Telling people how to use LinkedIn, because a lot of people listening right now don't love their job, and they don't realize that if they posted 10 times on LinkedIn about what they know about their industry, they would have offers for new jobs, paying them more. So I've got plenty of things that I'm passionate about. Thank you for allowing me to talk about it. But my preference is to promote, come and consume some of this practical optimism. I'm not talking about delusion. <laughs> it takes hard work. There's a lot of things you have to do. But I prefer that people think they can versus what's going on in society right now because they're pushing all this, all this noise of you can't. Mm. Gary, it's great to see you. you. Great talking to you. you. We'll uh, have you on again soon. I cannot believe you brought up that game. <laughs> Boomer, I just that cannot game, believe Boomer, you brought that up game, that game. Bro, yeah. that game destroyed, I, destroyed me. I what about hate the that spike game? game? Why not bring right. that game up? I'll tell you why. <laughs> that game's been brought up a lot. We were up 21 nothing in that Eagles game. Yes, I know we were. And we were 2-1. Yes. And it felt like okay. Yep. And you guys had a good team. And it like that that was an important game. Yeah. That was a swing game. What are you yep. doing to me? You realize I got to deal with him the rest of the day. And now you had these terrible memories that you're now. Gio, I didn't want to bring it up. But Al texted me 39 yeah. times <laughs> before coming on. He's like, please, can you just, like, it's important. This is like, like we bring this game up. The first game of the football season this year will be. Al, your buddy, not Al, Al our producer. No, no, no. And Playa's listening. They're all listening. They love you to death. I'm I'm happy that uh, we got to talk about it. But you know, the amazing thing is, is that it's really you that is here, and not somebody else that Al thought was you. That's right. Yeah. Al has trouble booking people. I, I booked the wrong Randy Moss. Did you know there's a Randy oh Moss God. that talks about horse racing? You're, yeah. you're, no, is this real? Yeah, yeah. 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 Al, that's the, amazing. Yeah, the white Randy Moss. Yeah, I, I love you, the white Randy Moss. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. You That's gotta amazing. watch. You gotta watch the video. It's it's just it's hilarious. I got to watch it live on the air. We realize <laughs> really we, we booked the white Randy Moss. Uh, Gary, thanks, man. Thanks, we appreciate guys. it. All right, All right, great to see you, brother. Great to see you, bro. <laughs> Are you been on the? All right, it's Boomer and Gio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. You know what? I just remember we we have to do like our pick at the end yeah. of the show. 
Oh, yeah. Is Yousef back there to give his Super Bowl <laughs> pick? Does anybody? Hey, uh, Big Zoo, Fleegs, you see Yousef yeah. around? We haven't seen him yet, but we're keeping an eye out. Okay, all right. Make sure you see him and get him in here so we can get his Super Bowl pick because that's a big deal. I know a lot of people are uh, are waiting for that. Uh, all right, Jerry, we uh, got to you late because we were talking to Gary V, but yeah. I know you got some stuff for us, a moment of the day. Yes, and we are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Hello. And we're also brought to you by Jackpocket, order official state lottery games on your phone. I was in between the sponsor and saying a bathroom because that's usually where Yousef is right around now. Go check the bathroom. That is true, yes. This yep. time. So um, just a couple of, uh, we don't have a lot of time, so let's get to a few things here. Zoo, I'm going to go right to cut number two and Dante DiVincenzo because the Knicks did lose last night to the Mavericks. This was a, a game in which they didn't have Jalen Brunson. They didn't have OG Ananobi because he had surgery. Uh, Isaiah Hartenstein left the game with an Achilles injury at halftime. Um, he did as best he could. He went for 36 points, but they did lose to the Mavericks 122-108. Here was DiVincenzo. It's cool. We, we lost tonight, so it doesn't mean anything to me. Um, but, you know, it's, it's cool to put the ball in the, in the hole, but... Um, What's better is when we have everybody back and um, and that ball is moving around and everybody ends up with, you know, 15 to 20. Sure. Now, Luka Doncic had 39. Did you see the stat that's out there from his last 10 games? Oh, my God. 375 points, 100 rebounds, and 100 assists. <laughs> That is pretty uh, I impressive. Would think that uh, you're inside track for MVP Man. right there. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Um, here was Tom Thibodeau before the game talking about the uh, the Nick trade as they acquired Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burke from the Pistons. Alec, we're familiar with because he's been here. We know what a great fit he is for us. Bojan, we we've gone against him for quite a bit. I think gives us added depth. The shooting piece is really important for us. You know, I was just thinking about Josh Hart. Didn't yeah. know the names he of the knows guys. Players, <laughs> <laughs> but like, think about him with with Boyan Bogdanovich. What uh, what Josh Hart's going to be able to say <laughs> with that one? He couldn't say Ananobi. <laughs> he couldn't say Precious Achua. He put Bogdanovich in front of him. His head might explode. That might well, be a problem. You know, I, I guess those guys, Villanova guys, thought let's do a podcast. Everybody's doing one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is their first foray into it. Right. He's got to figure out how to get the names right. The Ham Badobi. Right, especially the teammates. I mean, what is he doing? He shows up in practice, just call everybody dog. You know? Some dog. I mean, what uh, you, first I had a guy name. like that. We had a guy on our team like that. Uh, didn't know anybody's he, name? He didn't know anybody's name, but he knew me. He knew me as Booms. Okay. Right? So Booms said this, Booms, that, all that. So he was a first round draft pick, showed up in a 560. SEC Mercedes, which was a two-door long sports car. He cut the top of it off, made it into a convertible, mm. right? And it was um, it was um, like cranberry, and it had gold on the outside of it, right? <laughs> so he came in as a first-round draft pick. Needless to say, he didn't endear himself to the team because he didn't know anybody except for me. And this was going on for about three weeks. Like, he'd already been there for three weeks. He was a really good player, don't get me wrong. But it uh, turned out that the guys really got tired of him. So they took his keys, took the car, and they drove it onto the practice field. They parked it on the 50-yard line. <laughs> so we gave out the practice, and there's this car sitting on the 50-yard line. And Sam Weiss like, who the hell's that big car is that? Get this car off the freaking field. I mean, we were crying. And this poor kid had no idea of how his car got out there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, saying, and he was, uh, it was, it was a very funny moment. But yeah, so there's guys that I don't know who they're playing with. 
Yeah. Well, yeah but, when we were on the practice field, he would refer to people by their jersey number. I believe it. Yeah. Let me ask you a serious. What about this? These guys' names. Tommy DeVito know everybody on the. No, let me rephrase that. Did everybody that was active on the Giants? Did they know Tommy DeVito when he uh, took over know, to start I, that I, game? I don't know if everybody knew him personally because he was on the practice right, squad. Right. But he was out there running. Uh, you know, I'm sure running practices and post practices. True. And they are they are in film sessions and things of that nature. So you would think that everybody would know each other. But I guarantee you, maybe somebody the Giants signed late in the season. You know, I'm trying to think of who they may have signed or added to the practice squad. Didn't know anybody on the team. Like when they get there, like you don't know who, unless you went to college with somebody or you played with a guy in some other city. Then all of a sudden you latch on to that guy, takes you under his wing. Maybe you, you know, sleep with uh, in his apartment or something there for a while. <laughs> that kind of thing. Alan, I always talk about that. You're the head of a college team. How the hell do you know all your players? There's a hundred guys out there. There's a lot of kids. A lot of kids. That's why they put the tape and the name across yeah, the helmet. Fair. Um, we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> a lot of time, Zoo. So I'm going to skip the two Shaq and the Sean Marks. So give me the first Woody Johnson because he made headlines uh, just in terms of the season, how bad it was, and what has to improve. We're doing a, a lot of different things organizationally to try to get better, make better decisions. You know, we've got to fix our offense. You know, and uh, and I think we'll do that. Aaron Rodgers will be back and we'll protect him. And also back is Rob Sala, who kind of was put on notice yesterday. He's going to be a lot better head coach. You know, one thing about head coaches, you get better as, as you get more experience. And, you know, he's going to concentrate on offense. You know, he's got Jeff to kind of do the defense, and we've got a good special team. Oh, it's offense, offense, offense. Uh-huh. And, and you know who also got better with more experience? Todd Bowles, Adam Gase. Uh, Eric Mangini. Well, Todd Bowles has gotten better at, as a Tampa Bay head coach. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, I guess he's been better. But, you know, it's also you're not quite as much as in the spotlight. And I will say that I've always advocated for stability within an organization. Sure. They're trying under the most trying of circumstances coming off of three straight losing seasons. I'm not a genius. So I do want to give them some credit for at least trying to stick it through and, and make it Make it better. Here's the last one from him. All of these on ESPN talking about one side of the ball being a lot better than the other. Defense is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. And it would be better if our offense could do something. Yeah, that's <laughs> obvious. Wow. I love that clip. He also our said... offense it, could do something. You know, by the way, that puts Nathaniel Hackett right in the thickest, yeah. too, you know? Yeah, sure does. No Nathan doubt. Nathaniel Hackett has proven to be a jockey more than anything, right? Like, he's just he jumped on the back of... Sea biscuit, and he's just riding it. Guy <laughs> can't do a goddamn thing <laughs> without Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, Michigan reportedly planning on hiring Wink Martindale as their new defensive coordinator, and it does appear that Mike Zimmer will get that job with the Cowboys as he will go back to Dallas. Yeah, we're short on time, so the Islanders. Uh, no, we're not. We're me. not. Just keep going. Oh, well, what am I why? skipping around for? Because that last segment, that last segment is just one pick from us. Okay, so, fine. Just take yes. your time. All right, so then, Zoo, can you give me the next clip, which is Lamar Jackson? So Lamar Jackson wins MVP, and I'm sure he said a lot of glowing things. I didn't watch it, but uh, he gets his time up there. But this was the one that stood out that a lot of people were um, playing on social media and clipping. Uh, you remember what happened last year with the sitting out and not playing yes. the playoffs? So here was Lamar Jackson last night. I want to thank my organization, you know, Baltimore Ravens, for, you know, finally getting this deal done. Um <laughs> 
And then she goes back to the contract after winning MVP. I thought that was kind of peculiar, but so be it. That's what he did. Um, all right, we get to the NHL. A couple of clips here because we got your guy, Chris King, as the Islanders did beat the Lightning. Campbell turns it over. Sezina to the net, to the left circle. Shoot. He scores! Welcome back to the lineup, Seeker! And make it a Zeker. half a dozen goals for New York! They lead it 6 to 2! <laughs> Yes, <laughs> 6-2 would be the final score. Bo Horvat scored his 21st of the season. Matthew Barzell with a goal and an assist as the Isles do get the Looked win. Like the identity line was back together for the first oh, time in a yeah. long time last night. How about night? that? How about that? And yeah, it turns out they score a goal. And the Devils played the Flames, the Devils with a loss. Dump in, stopped by Vanacek. Here's Hanavin with a blast off the glove of Vanacek, and they score on the rebound. It's Andre Kuzmenko. And it's four to two. And they would, uh, the Flames would win by the score of five to three. That was Matt Lachlan on Devils Radio. Kevin Rooney. Shut the f up, <laughs> you dead devil fan. Wow. <laughs> what the hell was that from? <clears throat> B and G Live One. You're kidding. <laughs> what? Well, we got to hear That's that. That's the again. first time I ever heard that. Shut the bleep up, you bleephead devil fans. <laughs> Shut the f up, you devil fans. I've been sitting on that one for a while. <laughs> I, I forget that, what they were doing. They were someone annoying in the, me. Someone in the crowd with the devil's jersey. Yeah. And you had had enough. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Good for you. Right. That Damn. sounded like G going after Spike. I know. That's exactly what it that. sounded like. By the way, number one uh, programmer, Barrett Sports Media, Spike Eskin. Congratulations to Spike. I thought, well, wow. yeah, I thought he was mailing it in. Well, I mean, he did do good work before he quit on us. So I guess they're honoring that whole situation. I you know? see. And didn't uh, didn't I see uh, Sal and, and Tierney get number two midday show or something? I believe that is true. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Congratulations to those guys. Did yeah, they do the awesome. afternoons? I did not see. Or is that uh, maybe released today? No, I saw they were something like fourth or something. Okay. They were in somewhere in there. Got Not it. number one like us and Spike. So we're just, okay. we're just <laughs> hanging on the top. Just looking down at everybody. How's it going? This is Spike Eskin. This skinny vegan hipster. <laughs> All of that, the same show. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know, that's got to be to bring out the, the honesty in you. Yeah. Apparently. And they made us do another one after that. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, time now for Moment of the Day, brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. <laughs> and uh, last hour, we played the clip from the Nick uh, locker room. And the reason why I went with this is if you listen early on, you get a very natural reaction from Al. In the locker room afterwards, I don't know the reporter, I don't know the player. But I do know that there is a sound that is made that certainly has people's head turning. You guys can identify the sound and tell me if it's a real sound, and then I'll tell you how it's labeled. Go ahead. I would just say I'm a more consistent shooter. Damn. 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 By the reaction of the guy who said, damn, means that that's a real fart. <laughs> wow. But think about how far that sound traveled. Yeah. yeah one more time. I would just say I'm a more consistent shooter. Uh, <laughs> Damn. 
Damn. <laughs> Sounds like a vuvuzela. <laughs> and that, like, that's the sound of a guy who's, who would be duped in the next 20 minutes or less. Because like, it's like squeezing out. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's blocked. You know, the air is, has to sneak its way out. You know, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <clears throat> there's a, there's was a that or he has a very future. tight sphincter. Uh, <laughs> like, what? what you I said either that or he has a very tight sphincter. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Send me that, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. Moment of the day. And if you haven't heard it, go back to the Odyssey app. Check out the Boomer and Geo page and check out the Randy Moss, Randy Moss moment of the week. Friday football picks are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook, the official sportsbook of WFAN. And, of course, the road to Vegas with Boomer and Geo presented by Casamigos Tequila. We thank Casamigos Tequila so much for bringing us out here. Uh, brought to you by those who drink it and by Key Food, their family of supermarkets, and by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. All right, Jerry, this is the last one, man. Introduce it. Here we go. Final pick. One final game for the 2023 season. Super Bowl 58, the Niners and the Chiefs, San Francisco, minus two and a half. Is Yusef on the other side? He is not. No. He is not. Decided not to show up for the biggest game. Wow. Apparently, yeah. Very it's a disappointed. Shame. It's a shame. You know what it is? I, I blame the guys back in the studio. Well, what if he's off today? It's not their fault. And they have had a very good week. Okay. Zoo, Fleegs, and Marco have had a very good week. All right. All right. <laughs> so anyway, um, look, man, I think this is going to be a terrific Super Bowl. And I think because of the amount of uh, you know, exciting players on both sides of the ball. But to me, you know, I went with Patrick Mahomes the last two weeks. They were on the road and they were underdogs. He likes playing the villain role. I think Travis Kelsey likes playing the villain role. I think they have an underrated defense. I know that there are a lot of offensive playmakers. And normally, I've been riding the Brock Purdy train all year long. And I figured that San Francisco would be here. I didn't know whether or not Kansas City was going to be here. They're playing their best football of the year. They got a winning kicker. And they got a quarterback who nuancing, he's nuancing brilliance, if that's a way to put it at the way that he is playing the game. No turnovers in the last four games. I'm going to take Kansas City 30-27. to 30-27. to 27. They are the underdog, by the way. Hopefully an epic game. Yeah, I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs as well. I've been talking about how I got burned by them during the playoffs. And a lot of the things you mentioned, this is in a game like this, when you've got a head coach who's won a couple of Super Bowls, you've got the best player in the world at the quarterback position. One thing that's not talked about enough, and I heard your sports minute on it, is the kicking situation. Harrison Butker is tremendous. That's going to be a big deal. This is the best Chiefs defense that they have had. Steve Spagnuolo, a guy who knows how to win Super Bowls. There's just too many things going in the Chiefs' favor for me to pick the 49ers. And that 49ers defense, I'm sorry, you got to show me that you can be a great defense again before I believe in you. I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs 27-21. to 21. Kansas City Chiefs, 27-21. All right, the only reason I'm not staying, thanks to the offer, of course, from Boomer, is Rutgers. So I'm going Rutgers-related. Isaiah Pacheco with a big game. Yep. Kansas City will win, and I will take Pacheco. <clears throat> i got to check the numbers, but I'm going to take him to be the Super Bowl MVP. I I'm wouldn't going, doubt it. You know, I'll tell you why, because uh, both the Lions and the Green Bay Packers right. ran all over them. Ran all over them. Now, I will say this, that there was some question about their effort in some of these games, and that was all over... Uh, social media for the San Francisco defense, especially the defensive line, including Chase Young, who may be dealing with an injury. 
But I'm just, and they had those internal meetings. So they're going to have a much better game plan, I think, and they will be more aggressive. And I think they'll be more into it, obviously. It is a Super Bowl. But when you talked about the coaches, you have Andy Reid and Steve Spagnolo, and you have Kyle Shanahan and Steve Wilkes. Both of those guys are good. Don't get me wrong. Kyle Shanahan is a great coach. Steve Wilkes, I'm not so sure. On the other side, I am sure. You got Super Bowl winning coaches. Super Bowl winning quarterback, you got everything going for you, and you're playing your best football. Jerry, are you making a pick on the game? What's this? Uh, <laughs> I took the Chiefs, Yeah, and I will say, I'm sorry, Al, you're going to hate this. 19-10, low scoring. Wow, okay. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 